Hey, welcome to Free Talk Live, the new 2023 edition of the show. Tonight in the studio, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Still the same people uh, behind the microphones, but the show... No, no, new year, new me. Well, okay, yeah, okay. that's true. That's, that's cool. Point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, it's a new you every day, honestly. You know, you can always start yourself over again. I, I think a lot of people believe that uh, they're stuck with their past and they live in that past and i think that's a huge mistake i think i would agree a great thing to think of is uh our neighbor said to me once he likes to think of that he dies every night yes. like when he sleeps yeah because it is really up to you you know who you are right like you can hold on to the past if you want to and let that rule you and you know let whatever bad things that have happened to you just become who you are and what you're all about and or you can make yourself a better person and you can improve you can usually you can't just jump from being a negative individual to a positive individual in one day but it is a process of something absolutely. that you can absolutely work on and get better at and a person can always change right uh, my favorite yes. um a metaphor for this is dungeons and dragons you can always just roll up a new character or right. insert whatever video game you want you can always just say you know what I'm not having a good time like this. I'm going to make some changes sure. and make some changes. There's literally nothing you stopping you but you. But you. That's absolutely true. And it's an appropriate conversation to have here on uh, New Year's. Well, not quite New Year's Day. Apparently it's New day Year's after. Day, though. Like, everyone's <laughs> selling. Uh, They're surprised. taking the day off today. They yeah. are. I'm surprised, first of all, to find that New Year's Day is even considered a holiday, right? I know. I, know. I, I never understood why it's a federal holiday. Like, why do the feds and everyone need the day off? They just I don't, don't want to work. Right, which I sort of understand, but I historically didn't work New Year's Eve. It was just a day to me. Sometimes there was a party to go to, sometimes there wasn't, but it wasn't like, a, oh my God, it's New Year's Eve, we're going to get killed at the food place that I work mm-hmm. at, right? Everyone else always said, though, I was like, it's, it's just a day, and then New Year's Day was the same thing, it was just a day. I never even right. noticed that it was a holiday and that the banks and stuff were closed until today when I went to get something to eat. And no one's open. They were like, it's closed wow. for New Year's Day. I was like, what, what are you? That was yesterday, right. first of all. Yeah. Second of all, that's not even a real holiday. It's just throw the old calendar away and grab a new one. It's recovery day. Right. You know? But that was yesterday. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. That was yesterday. I think oh, that yeah, New Year's Day is one that if like Columbus Day, as far as federal holidays, if it get if it falls on a weekend, they shouldn't get the extra day. It's mm. like not important. Maybe Christmas, if it falls on a weekend, you get the extra day on the Monday, whatever, but not... Not that I like think Christmas is super important either, but I could see that people would be like, oh, I need time off. But why do you need time off for New Year's Day? I think that Christmas even being a holiday, now that you mention it, a federal holiday is kind of a violation of the concept of separation of church and state because it is a religious holiday. Well, I mean, I think almost all holidays are like religious. And that's why it's kind of weird to me that there's even federal Mm. holy days. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, good point. Never really wanna, thought about it that way. If you want to join the show, we are. Uh, this is a talk radio program. The phones are open every single night of the week. We are here seven nights a week, and the number is 603-283-6160. I want to welcome you to the program and just to briefly touch on an important change that started last night with the Sunday night show with uh, the first of the year. We made a change to uh, what we call the show clock here. Uh, behind the scenes, it's going to be obvious for longtime listeners. You're going to hear more of us and fewer... Sorry. 
<laughs> Fewer commercials. Usually you don't have to apologize for that, Aria, because usually the reason why people are listening is to hear the show, more of the show, and more callers if they call in. Are you, are um, you telling me I had it backwards the entire... I thought people were tuning in for the commercials no, and we just kept no. interrupting those. No, no. In fact, the we're going to have fewer commercial breaks now. So there's there's only going to be two per hour instead of four, which is the way it's been for the last 20 years almost with I mean, Free that's Talk That's standard Live. for media in general. It's pretty standard. Although what I did was when we were t- when we were considering making this change, I, you know, one of the first things I did was I reached out to some of our radio stations on the West Coast, people that air us a little bit earlier, you know, quote unquote, meaning that, you know, on the West Coast right now, it's 4:10 in the afternoon. So I wanted to see, you know, is this okay with them because you know, do they have like news and traffic together every 10 minutes or something like that and are we going to in- interfere with that if we get rid of the uh the breaks? And overall, the response was was pretty positive. You know, most of our stations aren't the big station, right? Like we're we're not on in San Francisco in afternoon drive, right? Like we're on in Forks, Washington, uh, on a HD radio station or something like that. So we're not really going to get in the way of by getting rid of breaks. We're not going to interfere with the stations that we have. So that was one of the most important questions. You know, I want to know sure. if the stations are going to be okay with it. And, uh, and since, well, I mean, as long as it doesn't work, create more work for them, I imagine that they're sort of ambivalent for it, right? Well, it, it is a little bit of work because they had to go in and they had to change their automation system before the end of the year. They had to make, they had to delete two oh, breaks an yeah. hour. They're losing uh, commercials, right? Like so, we're, so are we. So we cut out four minutes of what we call network ads, and then four minutes of locals. Locals are where our local stations get to run their ads. Now they still have other. They still have another four minutes of of locals that they get to run, and we only get two uh, networks. So like we've cut this thing way back. But the nice thing was they all agreed that radio needs fewer ads. That mm, yeah. radio is this. It's it's old. You know, it's been around for a long time. It's a hundred plus year old uh, technology at this point. And, and I, I think Aria has completely convinced me that ads just don't work anymore. Yeah, the more I've thought about it over the last several years, the more I've decided they they just don't work. And Mm. only things like uh, dedicated supporters like Patreon and YouTube members and subscribers and how all of that crap is set up. Only those things are actually going to be capable of supporting a show in the current world in the long term, I think. Well, you know, that's an interesting discussion to have is, you know, is the advertising model changing? Does it work at all uh, anymore? I, I don't know, because obviously there's a lot of ads out there. I think Mark, uh, who's our, our co-host and, you know, behind the scenes, he does the ad side of the show, which we don't have much of anymore, by the way. We've got one major sponsor, and that's bullionmax.com slash FTL. Uh, Bitcoin.com has retired their their longtime sponsorship after a decade of of keeping us on board as like an basically our angel sponsor, so big thanks to uh, to them. But you know, do the old methods of advertising work? And if not, what methods of advertising do work? I mean, something must work, right? Like they're they're somebody's out there spending money on advertising, and they're getting some response. Well, I don't know about that, right? I, I think about this as the point of view of a consumer. A lot of what I watch is like gaming videos on YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff like that, because it, it doesn't take a lot, a lot of investment for me to sit down and watch a fifteen-minute gaming video, right? Like a Twitch video? Uh, not really, because it's not a live stream. It's or more just of a, like a review. It, like it's a, not. It's 
it's a usually a video of someone playing a game or reviewing mm-hmm. it or making comments about it. Okay. It's usually easily digestible, 10 or 15 minutes, but they usually have some sort of sponsored comment in them. In, in addition to the ads, but you know, I use an ad blocker, so I don't have to watch those 99% of the time. However, they have like the first 30 seconds, the guy says, oh, we're, we're, let me tell you about this video sponsor, NordVPN yep. or whatever. And I'm like, and you oh, skip yeah. it. Right, right. Yep. Everyone either skips or I can't imagine anyone is actually going to NordVPN.com slash favorite YouTube guy and actually buying a six month subscription or whatever. Well, that's probably a, a what they call in the business of per acquisition. Right. Meaning that NordVPN or whoever is not paying them right. up front for that advertising. Right. They're it's, not paying them at all because no right. one's actually going to that link to give them the acquisition. I, there's a, probably a small number of hardcore fans. I doubt there's any. Well, okay. that's the thing. We don't know. Yeah, we okay? don't. We don't know. But like, if you decide you want a VPN, you may think back like, oh, Nord, because that's like the only one I know a name of except for penguins. Well, now that the, now you're touching on something interesting here, Bonnie, and that is what they call branding in the uh, the world of advertising, right? So the idea being that the more you can hit a listener or a viewer with the name of a business the more top of mind that will be because not everybody needs a VPN right then and there. You know, maybe they've already got a VPN and they're happy with it uh, and they just don't want to, you know, they don't feel like going and looking at a competitor because what's another dollar or whatever that's, it's just not worth their time to look at or whatever. They're fine with their current VPN, but maybe their VPN will piss them off at some point. They'll do something like, you know, release the log files to the federal government or something like that. And then they'll say, oh, you know what? I need a new VPN. And then it's that brand or whatever that comes to mind so that is an effectiveness of advertising, but it's hard to measure it, right? Because then sure. by that time, they're not going to remember it was slash whatever. They're just going to remember the first part of the advertiser's name. They're going to go to that just normal URL for the advertiser and whoever it was that told them about it. And it may have been three different shows or five sure. different shows that told them about it. None of them are going to get the credit for it. Right. So, That's what I was going to add. It's yeah. great for the advertiser yeah. in the long run. But it's it's deadly for the YouTube cre- yeah. or the content creator who's trying to make some sort of revenue off of That's it. That's a good point. I don't. Yeah. I use Win. Well, I used. I haven't used a VPN in close to two years. But mm-hmm. I used Winscribe, which accepted cryptocurrency. They were very pro liberty, very pro security. No idea how I heard about them. It wasn't through any of these YouTube channels. They're mm-hmm. they're all, it's all Nord VPN. When you listen to any of them, just like this, all Raid Shadow Legends is the game that they're promoting. And that's what it's called. I was trying to remember what it was called to tell Mark. Oh, the game? Yeah. Okay. You've seen Rage it advertised, right? Yes. Yeah. None of this do I, I... Wait, wait, wait. Are these games also affiliate links? Or are yes. they... Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, if you click this, you'll get all this free premium free content and uh-huh. you know, these yeah. loot boxes okay. or whatever. Hmm. And with the idea being that you'll go there, you'll get addicted to the game, you'll start pouring money into it because, you know, it's basically a Skinner box designed to feed you dopamine in exchange for money. <laughs> it's an app. I mean, yeah, a phone app. A game. mobile game. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't. I've never had any attraction to mobile gaming at all, ever. The I ones just, that are actually like games, I, I can get on board with, yeah. but too many of them are just blatant Skinner boxes. <laughs> Describe which, what a Skinner box is. It was done by a psychologist whose last name was Skinner, and I don't remember exactly how mm-hmm. they work, but it's basically a box. You put a rat in it, and you give it a button that makes the rat happy. But it's it also, where they have like cocaine in the water or right. whatever, right? But it also yeah. kind of kills the rat, right? Mm-hmm. And what they learned is that if you give that mouse the button, it'll just keep pressing until that button it until it dies. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's scary. And I don't like the name Skinner Box. Was it BF Skinner? I think yeah, that I think was it, yes. Yeah. Um, I just don't like that name because it sounds like it skins <laughs> the mouse or something. 
It sounds violent for sure. Well, it's not good, right? And a lot of, I mean, even South Park called attention to this years ago with meum, the free meum, the meum part of free, meaning okay. not really. So it's a, it's a free game, but not really. <laughs> so I mean, it, the w- mobile gaming world is a mess, but I'm not sure any of this does anything to help the content creators. I've watched a lot of the people on YouTube, they're... That when they do live streams, I don't watch the live streams, but they usually upload them to YouTube or mm-hmm. transfer them to YouTube after the fact. And they get you know super chats and donations and stuff like that. I've systematically watched the number of donations these people get just slowly go down over the last two years. Really? Yeah, and I suspect you mean the, the like the live ones that come in, the yeah. Super chat, like okay. this person donated two dollars through super chat and said mm-hmm. this. Where there used to be one every two or three minutes, now there's one every ten or fifteen minutes, and huh. the amounts are much smaller. I suspect this is related to inflation and just the fact that everyone's struggling in this economy. Yeah. yeah. So they have less money to spend on you know, entertainment, things like that. And That's if they're going to invest in one of their content creators, why wouldn't they do something like Patreon or something along those lines? It gives them more of a direct connection to mm-hmm. that creator instead of just throwing a super chat out there. Well, plus how much does YouTube take out of those super chats? Also a good I point. Bet you it's, I mean, Patreon, I think they jack like 10 or 11%. But I bet you YouTube's taking more than so that. I think all of that is the way of the internet in the future and the way of just shows in general. If you like a show, throw some money at it. Help its creators. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, just keep going. I hope you're right about that, you know, because the advertising model is a pain in the butt. You know, we'd have to jump through all these hoops to, to bring advertisers on. And then if we don't perform for them, then we disappoint them. And that, yep. that really sucks, right? Because we want... Uh, to we wanted people that want to support us to succeed, and there's probably various different reasons why it doesn't work out for whatever reason. I don't know what the what that is. Free Talk Live has historically never been particularly great uh, for advertisers. There have been certain, you know, there have been what we call angels in the business, people who advertise with us for ideological purposes, and Bitcoin.com uh, was one of those. It was uh, Roger Veer back in the day. He was an advertiser with uh, Memory Dealers, which was his computer hardware, like computer RAM dealership that he had. This was before he became Bitcoin Roger Veer. And uh, he was advertising that business, not because he ever expected to sell a single, you know, pallet of RAM to somebody or whatever, right? Like his his only customers could be wholesalers. You you couldn't just go and buy a stick of RAM from him. And so, like, the odds that somebody would be listening to this show who would need a new connection in the computer RAM business is just, like, near to zero. Yeah, it right? seems pretty low. Right? So that's, that is obviously the kind of advertiser we like because then it's just somebody who, who is into us for the ideolo- ideological reasons. Um, there have been a few over the years that we've done pretty well for, I think, because they have been pretty liberty friendly. I remember Tuttle Twins, I think, was one that got a lot of good results kids for books. us. Kids books. Yeah. Liberty oriented kids books. And then there's sometimes that they'll uh, ask us to advertise or Mark will be like courting them or whatever. And then we don't like the product. Like, I don't want to say what. Yeah, I've, that I've, has I've happened, turned yeah. things down before. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk about this thing. This like there was a drink earlier this year, and it was supposed to give you energy. It did nothing for me. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. say what it is. Same but. here. Oh, I yeah. ended up, you ended up giving me uh, some of them to try, and uh, same issue. Yeah, we don't want to be dishonest. We don't want to bring an advertiser on that we don't, we're not interested in, that sort of thing. And you know, I've always been good about telling Mark no <laughs> to various <laughs> different things that Thank he's, he's pitched over the years. Because he comes up with some creative <laughs> pitches. Ukrainian brides. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that one, but he yeah, did. He, he tried did. that. 
Uh, with that one. So, you know, some things have worked out. Tuttle Twins was a good example of one that worked. But in that case, it's like, well, you know, once we've sold enough books, then they're done. You know, like how many times can you sell books to people, right? They, they bought your book series. And that's it. You know, so like you can't keep that one going. Uh, you kind of have to have like consumables and then you get into the real questionable products and it's like. We don't want to be like Alex Jones and selling penis pills, you know, like right. that's, that's not something we want to do here. Well, I haven't looked at you know? any of the numbers or any of the links or anything like that, but I'm, I'm curious. I suspect that the relationship with Bullion Max is going to be much more like the NordVPN relationship we were talking about earlier, where most people day to day, they don't really have any need to go out and buy gold or silver or anything, any precious metal. But one day, maybe two or three years from now, they're going to look up and say, oh, you know what? I wish I had some goldbacks, or I wish I had some more goldbacks. What was the name of that site that I used to always hear about on Free Talk Live? Bullion Max. That's it. And then they'll go there you know, three years from now, and they'll click on it, and they'll buy some gold. Yeah, and they'll forget the slash FTL, and that's fine. But the, well, the, if it the, even still exists. The nice then, thing you know? with Bullion Max is they are actually a paying advertiser. They're actually paying to run their ads on Free Talk Live. So it's not right, one of those. My perspective on that was... let. I hope they're having good results, right? I, I hope so, too. Let's go to the phones here. Uh, we're going to go open phones. You're on Free Talk Live. Who's this? Uh, this is Stefan. Stefan, you're on the air. Yes, I was going to give a quick comment. You guys were talking about advertising and super chats. and Sure. Um, Aria was talking about, oh, well, why don't you go on Patreon? I think with super chats, it's more so due to the fact that uh, I, I watch a lot of uh, sports live streams and whatnot, and generally the super chats, Super chats get read by the creator, content creator, live on stream, mm-hmm. and it seems more. Uh, it seems more like your voice is going to be heard on the stream than anything, and it seems like they want the attention more than they want to support the creator all of the time. I think that's true. That's absolutely what those people are looking for. They're it couldn't work for us though, because just call the show if you want your voice on free. the show. <laughs> yeah, you can get on the air for free. Uh, and and it's hard for us to pay attention to the the chat rooms, right? Like usually the the people that are talking in the YouTube chat aren't worth paying attention no, but to. I mean, it, it would be relatively right. simple to set up something that, you know, if someone used a super chat or something, we could make it pop up on the screen there. Yeah, hey, sure. this person gave $5 and sent this message or whatever. Right. But like, if they want to do that, every single one of us would say, just call the show. And yeah, yeah they could do that for free. But that's the other thing you got to remember. There's a generation gap where younger people. Oh, they don't want to call them. Don't want to talk. Right, so like, do well, I don't even... want to answer my phone either. But this is <laughs> like my phone rings, and I just immediately turn it over. I don't unless I immediately recognize the name. But like, and you're younger than I am, and Bonnie's younger than than you are. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it seems like a, I don't know if it's a millennial and Gen Z thing. To but... me, it's it's way worse when you need to call someone for a service. Like whenever I need to call to see if Coconut's uh, groomer is there mm-hmm. to cut his nails, it gives me like. I don't want to say anxiety. It just gives me like a, ugh, I don't want to do this feeling. No, I feel you. I'm with you a thousand percent. He is laughing, but I get it, man. (laughs) I don't want to talk to people either, but that's different when you're calling a show. I don't know. Maybe Super Chats would be good for the millennial and Gen Zers out there who don't want to actually express themselves for free. We do have the ability. uh, It is the the tip.lrn.fm. There's the URLs up there all the time on our video feed. That doesn't give them a super chat, though. But they can have something on the uh, video feed for a really long time that's playing like a message. Yeah, it literally prints it over top of the the video feed. We just never remember to talk about 
tip.lrn.fm. Well, and it's because it's not worth talking about because the the reality is we're not a video uh, heavy show. There's not a lot of people that watch the video streams. This is a radio show that has a video component. And we got, you know, on a good night on the Odyssey stream last night, we had 18 viewers. And it's like the odds, you know, these shows that have the super chats that you're talking about, they have thousands of viewers, right? Like hundreds, if not thousands of viewers. But that's only because they've been... And you don't even have to like the content, to be fair. I'm I'm not sure if I could butt in here, but I remember, uh, Ian, a couple years ago, you had a stream with uh, Vincent and Christopher Cantwell. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were donating three to four dollars just to talk crap on Cantwell and have you read the donut. <laughs> yeah, well, and those were uh, that that was an online stream, so in that case, it, it's something where we're we're easier, um, more able to focus on those sorts of things, like the actual chats that are that are coming through. Actually, right now, I don't even know the easiest way to do that would be because we used to have restream as our video streaming provider, and then we dumped them a little while ago because Restream refuses to stream out to any Russian uh, video streaming sites. Right. And, so it's like, and, well, and we feel like that Cold War mentality is dangerous to human beings and to human growth. Well, well you- I wanted to ask Stefan, are you a millennial? Uh, I'm Gen X, and I love talking to people. I used to bug this show every single day. You aren't Gen show. X. How old are you, dude? I'm 25. You're not Gen I mean, X. Yeah, yeah, you're, mo- you're millennial Gen or Z. Gen Z, maybe. Yeah. Oh, you meant oh, Gen, sorry, Z? Gen Z. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're okay. off by two yeah. generations. Like, I, I mix that up all the Gen time, X? Z and X. I'm right on the, the cusp. I'm right on the end of uh, of Gen X and possibly the beginning of millennial. I'm what a zennial or whatever you want to call it there. Well, maybe we need to be more uh, controversial, exactly like Christopher Cantwell, and then people No, let's will... not be exactly not, like Christopher Cantwell. Not exactly Cantwell. like that, but I mean, we, do, we have plenty of controversy, right? And those, those sure. video clips that we've been putting on TikTok have been doing pretty well. Nice, well, yeah. He, he's not a that. Nazi anymore. He's a right-wing... Uh, <laughs> Anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally different from being a Nazi, right? Yeah. <laughs> Kind of, I guess. I don't know. He's not a national socialist. Right. In in the truest, strictest meaning of the word national socialist. No, Christopher Cantwell (laughs) is definitively not a national socialist member of the National Socialist Workers German Party of 1940 or whatever. Stefan, what do you think? Do you think that the old business model of advertising is on the way out? Is it over? I'm not really sure. When you were referring to branding, that's what I was originally going to call in about because there have been instances where even with your ads um, that you ran a couple of years ago for like health supplements and whatnot, I would just casually remember them. Um, hang on, hang on to that thought. We'll continue the conversation here because I think it's an interesting discussion, uh, especially in light of the fact that we are cutting back, by the way, uh, for online listeners, it's going to be like 72% fewer advertisements, uh, recorded advertisements. For radio listeners, you get two fewer breaks per hour. Uh, we can't say it's going to be 72% for radio because some stations might not play the bottom of the hour news. Some may. Anyway, there's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Inflation is a real problem. The Federal Reserve's endless printing is eating away your savings. Savvy investors are diversifying into the most stable assets in recorded history, gold and silver. Get yours from bullionmax.com FTL without dealing with a salesperson. Your precious metal ship fully insured directly to your home. It's fast. It's easy. Free Talk Live listeners can get a special deal. Employee pricing on Bullion Max's Silver Starter Kit. Just go to bullionmax.com FTL. The kit includes five ounces of silver from the world's most popular mints. Plus, you'll get a free gold back. 
Just go to bullionmax.com slash FTL. It's the perfect time to invest in precious metals, so don't miss this limited-time special offer. Start your new investment with bullionmax.com slash FTL today. bullionmax.com slash FTL. Hey, it is Free Talk Live, and uh, welcome to the 2023 episodes. Things are changing a little bit around here. In fact, a lot. So that's what we're starting out the show talking about is kind of the uh, the idea of the old business advertising model, the old media advertising model. Look, we're an old media show, but we're also a new media show at the same time, and it's kind of a weird place to be. We've always, from the beginning of Free Talk Live, occupied this sort of double zone, like one foot in the old media, one foot in the, the new media. And it's kind of an awkward uh, position to be in. And it's probably because of the year you were born in, because it's like you can do all kinds of stuff, like run a r- radio studio without any screens in it, like I saw the picture of yesterday. But you're also like really young at heart. <laughs> Thank you, Bonnie. Uh, but the, the picture you saw yesterday, Bonnie was looking at old Free Talk Live pictures from like, the beginning when we were in an actual radio station the caller rat broadcasting. speed showed me how to look at them yeah she's going to archive.org and pulling up the old oh, freetalklive.com okay. site which has some of those pictures on it and uh that station had at least two computer screens in there you just maybe you couldn't see they them were just weird looking like so you couldn't tell they were screens <laughs> it was what 2007 2008? 2002 okay yeah oh, so okay so you didn't have flat screens back then you would have had the old crt yeah, the uh, cathode big, ray tubes. Beefy boys yeah they're heavy uh, but uh, yeah, we we had computers and things like that, Bonnie. In fact, I was I'm I had so, abacuses, but there was also yeah. like a big uh, rack of s- tapes CDs, in the background. Yep, and carts. Yeah, those are called carts. So we 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 had those when I first started in radio, and then the computer age really took over. So I was there for when automation really came into the radio business. I saw that happen, and I I saw people lose their jobs. Uh, to computers all over the place. I can imagine because previously they literally had a person there to do Correct. those things and yeah. suddenly it was automated. The yeah. operator, my grandma did operator work where you oh, could for the phone unconnect things, and yeah. connect another one. Yeah. yeah, and those those people lost their jobs in a lot, a lot of cases as well when automation came in. So uh, it's resulted in a conversation tonight about advertising. Is the old model working anymore? Well, it's the uh, new model, right? Uh, it's... The old model would be, you know, widespread shotgun advertising. Here's mm-hmm. a commercial about Tide laundry detergent. Everyone watching this show was going to see it. And there was there were some True, specifics, yeah. right? Like it wouldn't show Tide laundry detergent in the middle of a SpongeBob SquarePants yeah, episode. That's true. But it, it would do it at three o'clock in the afternoon. In a, but it wasn't like this person has an interest. We, we know this is a middle-aged woman. We're going to target her with mm-hmm. this laundry Now they have that on the internet, big time. Now it's much more targeted instead of being this wide shotgun approach. And I think the previous method probably worked better as far as making people aware of various brands, at least for the content creator. And that's that's sort of the aspect of it that I care about as one of these content creators, right? Mm -hmm. Good for, you know, gain laundry detergent if they're making a lot of money off it, but they're not throwing anything to the people advertising gain laundry detergent for them. They kind of screw them for that. 
And if they're using these kickbacks, these per acquisition advertisements, then the people advertising it aren't actually getting any credit for the work they're branding it. They're branding the hell out of it for next to nothing as far as rewards. Let's bring Stefan back on the line. I know he had another comment on the advertising and sort of the new media in today's world. Go ahead. Yeah, very brief. Um, I remember you guys were talking about the old versus the new, and I was going to say actually kind of what Aria was just said, which was we haven't been in the old method of advertising for quite a while as television itself, as we all know, is dying a slow, painful death. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer about making you know everybody aware of your various products, but you know, as somebody who's you know, Ian, you're in your forties, right? Yeah, that's right. Was there was there ever a point? ever where you watched an ad and immediately thought, oh, I'm going to go out and buy that? I mean, who could remember that? Probably not, right? I, I cannot recall that, but I mean, think about how many ads you see. The few it's that thousands. I've seen that have were successful like that were always for events, like a mm. music concert or something like that. Something time sensitive where right. you knew you had to act now. Well, it wasn't even that because that, that suggests it was more of a FOMO thing, like fear mm-hmm. of missing out, like, oh my God, I have to get this before they're sold out or whatever. It's like, oh. I didn't know Marilyn Manson was on tour now, mm-hmm. or Pink Floyd. It was actually Pink Floyd at the time. I didn't know Pink Floyd was on tour. Why would I expect them to be? But apparently there they're they on are. tour. Let's go buy some tickets. Stephen? Yeah, to me, it seems like that's more of where um, immediate buyers would come from, would be on things like that. or And, and you would see a bit of that on TV. When um, I would watch TV, I would see a lot of things like, well, you'd better call right this second. Or this offer is going to go away, or you need to go buy. <laughs> Only the first one hundred callers will yeah. get this. <laughs> that's, that's so obviously fake. Uh, thank you, Stefan, for the call, man. I do appreciate you weighing in on this one here. Let's go to David in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, David. Hello. Um, actually, speaking of uh, targeted advertising. The only time I can remember ads like ads working for me were food ads. I so, like, I would that. hear, I would hear something, and I'd be like, "Ooh, that sounds good." And then, like, maybe a week or two later, I'd be going by that restaurant, and I'd be like, "You know what? I'm going to stop in and try that new, uh, that new thing from whatever whatever okay. restaurant it was because it, it sounded good." It just occurred to me at the end of Stefan's call too that food ads have definitely worked on me. But the thing about it is, sometimes I will see like a pizza ad. But I, I won't necessarily go get that brand. I'll just go get whatever pizza I like because mm. it puts me in the mood for pizza, pizza in general. You know, so so I wonder how successful it is. But if it is a new yeah. product from a restaurant, like a spicy chicken sandwich or something like that, that might that might work on me. Like if I found out that a, a place had a new chi- chicken sandwich or something, I might stop by. But yeah, I wouldn't probably go out of my way for it. That is a good point. Yeah, I think uh, I think food ads are about the only ones that have really worked on me mm. because I'm. I'm a little bit nuts. Um, I block all advertising on the internet as, as best That's I not can. nuts. That's one of the sanest things I've heard this year. <laughs> um, How old are you, David, if you don't mind? 27. 27, okay. I mean, I think, and that's another thing I wonder about, like uh, the demographics of the ad block users on the internet. I, I've i blocked ads for as long as I can remember them being blockable, right? Like that's, yep. that's an old thing. Um, so... Yeah. Now, you are a younger person, so where are you seeing the ads that are working on you? Are you still watching television? How how are you seeing those ads? Uh, no. Actually, radio ads are about the only things that work on me because I haven't watched I haven't watched television seriously in about 10 to 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last time I owned a television was when I was like 16. Hmm. What about like Netflix and Hulu? Do you watch any nope. of that? Oh wow! I don't have awesome. any stream. I don't have any streaming services. I generally use only open source apps. I block 
all online advertising as best I possibly can. Well, this is another point that uh, that I made in a, I sent out a, like a, a newsletter to people in the radio industry, and I was explaining why we are making this change. Is that I think that younger people are less tolerant of advertising than older people are. Now, whether that's true or not, I just that's just what I think is the case. Younger people are more tech-savvy generally. They know how to implement things like an ad block. Um, and older people grew up with the advertising habit on television and radio. They sort of understand that the price you pay for quote-unquote free entertainment is that you watch or listen to the advertising. That's just sort of the deal. But young people didn't grow up with that. Like, you know, David, you're 27. Like you said, you don't watch television. You don't have that habit at all. I don't either, by the way. I've never had cable television as uh, ever since I left my parents' house, you know, when I turned, uh, it was leaving my teenage years. So, so, like, I think that's true for a lot of younger people. They're cord cutters. They don't have the same allegiance to, oh, I got to watch this ad break. They're going to, they're going to, you know, if they, if they record the program, they're going to skip through the ads. If they have the ability to skip an ad, they're going to skip the ad. So I just don't feel like advertising works as well on a younger generation. And that's that's where I think where you're right, Aria, that the best way for shows like ours and others to move forward is to connect directly with people and, and try to leave the advertising model behind. Haven't you guys heard lots of people, like especially young people, say because they've seen an ad so much, they will never buy from that person? <laughs> like if you see an ad too much on YouTube, like... I will purposely mm. never buy from them. I don't know wow. if it's a matter of frequency, but there are some there are some things that I find so obnoxious that I, I don't care what their product is. Like Mm-mm. if their audio settings are screwed up and they come in at ten times louder than the mm-hmm. video I'm watching, nope, you're done. I yep. will never buy your product. Yeah. Or if it's the video, so yeah, or if the videos, you know, video quality just doesn't mesh. Like I'm watching a dark comment. I mean, a dark series on Halloween movies or whatever mm-hmm. or horror movies on YouTube and it's dark and chilly and then suddenly here's this bright flowery field and oh, <laughs> yeah, there should be some mechanism to make sure that the audio and the video mm. are at least somewhat in sync with what they're what you're watching Wow. Yeah, or no if it's unskippable that. sometimes this happens YouTube's like no you're going to watch these 15 seconds of ads which I understand is not the fault of the advertiser but I'm still not going to buy your crap if YouTube makes me sit through your ad. Mm. Now, if they give me that option of you you can skip it in five seconds, it's going to make me angry, mm-hmm. but I will just skip it in five seconds. Like, Why do you make me have to watch the first five seconds of this before they I can skip you. it? But it's not going to work. It's just, I'm not. It's not branding me. I'm just watching for this little countdown <laughs> <skip> here. <laughs> I've, I've zoned everything out, and I'm hyper focused on that right. number. And as soon as it turns into skip, I'm hitting that button. I suspect you are not alone in that habit, David. Any anything else you want to share with us about your advertising buying slash skipping habits? Yeah. the The weird thing is that I actually don't mind some advertising, mm-hmm. but actually I really hate targeted advertising because I'm a, I'm an online privacy nut. Um, and so I actually prefer shotgun ads way more than I prefer targeted ads. I mean, that's what you were saying, are you? They're not trying to invade your personal information. Well, they're always wrong too. They always advertise something to you that you've already bought. They always advertise always. to you for the websites you've already gone to. And it's like, why does this work on people? Why, why are people paying for these ads? Why I don't are the see buyers- how it could work. I, I don't understand. Every time I buy something online, I get an ad for that website. And sometimes yep. it will literally show the product I bought. Yes. If I go like to tbtropes.org right now, which is a great website, if you, if you have 
the rest of your life to kill reading funny articles. That's where you want to go. And, you know, they have ads there. And I guarantee you, if I go there right now, I'm going to see ads for Bullion Max. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like if, if I go to DuckDuckGo and I look up shoes, I'm going to see ads for shoes. I'm okay with that sure. because they're not targeting me directly. They're targeting the search of shoes. That mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Yeah. But when. Well, I if I'm looking for Amazon, shoes, I'd expect well, to be. I want to hear the one. Go ahead, David. Sorry. But when I go on Amazon and then type in shoes and I click on a shoe and then decide to leave and then I go to Google and see that same shoe ad and then go to Bullion Max and see that same shoe ad, I get annoyed with it. Yeah. 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 There's a reason you clicked off because that happens to me all the time, too. Yeah. Advertising has a lot of uh, they're going through growing pains and, you know, I don't know if they're going to survive it. I don't know. I think you're right, though. Context is important. If I search for shoes, I expect to see advertisements for shoes. But if I'm searching for, you know, the latest tips in PvP and World of Warcraft, if I see an advertisement for a shoe that I was looking at a week ago, I'm going to be angry. My favorite kind of quote unquote ad, I don't think it's really an ad, is like, if I want to know about a new, like, if I want to know, if I'm trying to buy a new beauty product, I will go to somebody who is a YouTuber that talks about beauty stuff and see what they like. It's not necessarily an ad. I guess it could be. If well, they're, like, a lot of them you. get free uh, product, right? To, re- content, to review, right? right? right. Don't they? Get- but then you can hear them talking about how it worked for them. And, mm-hmm. and the ones that I like the most are the ones that will say negative things. Like, they sent me this. I don't like it. You know? That's how you earn some uh, cred, I would say. Maybe, but it's also unclear how many of those. Maybe they just went out and bought that one, and it wasn't given to us, so they got nothing to lose. And maybe no, sometimes they'll say they they usually are pretty transparent, they could right? Lie, don't, but... they, don't they usually say that so so and so company, you know, Revlon or whatever, sent this over? And some of them do. You know? That's what, like some people just don't like the ones that don't ever say. Thank you, uh, David. I appreciate your call and your thoughts on this one. Let's go to Major Payne in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live, Major. Yeah, I've got a little bitch grave about my local radio station here. They only right. carried you guys on the weekend, so that kind of gives them a check against them already. But about Thanksgiving, they went to a format where they were playing nothing but Christmas music. Yeah. It's all the way up through New Year's. Yeah. Well, now I just tune back into them, and they're still just playing music. Yeah, it's over, man. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. You're referring to the old FM talk station in, I think it was Alpena, Michigan. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, they 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 carried Rush Limbaugh and you know all of them for. Yeah, a long this time. is this they is what happens. Them. They blew up the talk format uh, this year. They put on, like you said, the Christmas music. Basically, if that happens on a station you like, it's usually an indicator that your station you liked is not coming back after Christmas time. That's mm-hmm. like a t- that's a traditional kind of way of a radio station changing formats. Is they'll uh, they'll put on Christmas music and then they never go back to. Well, why are they still playing Christmas music? Isn't they're not. That... They're just playing some other format, right? You said they Major? still are. Yeah, they're, they're, just, they're, just, they're just playing regular music now. Oh. But it's, kind of, it's kind of hokey music, too. Yeah. The question I got for you, though, is now, with your relationship with the radio stations, do you get any, any kind of gratuity or have to give any gratuity to these? No, the way that uh, most talk radio in a, of a syndicated variety, which is what our show is, uh, works is that uh, it's called what you call a barter system, meaning that the radio station gets our show in return for getting a you know we get being on the air, 
uh, they get a show they don't have to pay anything for, and they get to run their local commercials uh, during during the show. So that's kind of the deal. There were some exceptions to that. Rush Limbaugh was an exception. He actually charged stations, which was insane. The Rush Limbaugh was actually getting away with charging stations in many cases more than what they would pay to hire a local guy to host that same slot. Yeah, and I think he had like eight hundred stations. He was the most listened to. He had a lot of them. I don't get what was so likable about him. Like he would be on in my parents' house sometimes, but my parents liked other things like Savage more. He was first. I don't get it. He He was first. He he was. He was the first angry, angry white Republican male yelling into a microphone like that. That he was the. And you know that sounds really horrible. Like he was the pioneer. He in did that. that. Yeah. He. We all owe something to Rush Limbaugh because he did pioneer the talk radio format. He pretty much created the radio show agenda. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were some people that hosted talk shows previous to Rush Limbaugh. It's not fair to say he did this, but yeah, what he a- did was he created the syndicated talk show. So there might have been a talk show host in New York City on a big station in New York City, and that was it. Hmm. So there were other show hosts before, many years before Rush Limbaugh doing a talk format, but Limbaugh was the first syndicated talk show of any sort of repute or success. What about Art in Bell? Was States. he like just in one city? I think he came later. No, he was very popular. Oh, Art I Bell he was, was old. all over. What would oh, the Howard Stern show count as? Howard Stern's a syndicated uh, morning show. Okay. Yeah. But he's like uh, but he came after. He came after okay. um, Limbaugh. Anyway, uh, Major, yeah, sorry that didn't work out for that station. Uh, best thing you can do is call any other talk stations in your area and ask them real nice to, to add Free Talk Live, and maybe they will. Yeah, well, I was just going to tell you, if you've got to pay them, Jamokes, cancel that check. What do you think? I mean, you're, you're the, well, before you go, Major, I mean, you're a little older than our last two callers. Um, what are you, in your 60s? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on the advertising model? I mean, you grew up with it just like I did. Uh, does do advertisements work on you? Um, not generally. I mean, I I know what I want and what I need, but if I see some fancy new upgraded gizmo, it might make me go hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not a TV watcher, are you? No, no. Yeah. I got uh, I got all I got is a little uh, what do they call them? Tablets, and I watch DVDs on it every now and then. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Okay. Uh, any thoughts on the newer forms of advertising that are on? You're not using the internet very much, right? No, no, no. I am, I am unhackable. My computer tower rides between my ears. <laughs> I don't know. If that means you're unhackable. I mean, at the moment, I think it does. But humans, Elon are, Musk is working on that. Yeah, I that's hear. what I was thinking. Humans love that concept of having some kind of technology that reads the mind, and I absolutely hate it. And I think that it's one of those mm. Pandora's boxes that's going to be open, and it's going to bite humanity in the rear for mm. the rest of eternity. But I can't even imagine if people knew what I was thinking about them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Major, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The number is 603-283-6160. You know, I was not planning on talking about advertising tonight, but it's one of those tangents that we go on here on Free Talk Live, and it's turned into the majority of this hour. Uh, but I actually did have something in show prep that is uh, relevant here. It's from Axios.com, and they're looking at television and the numbers going down which of course is what we've been we've been covering for years here on free talk live i think i know three people who watch television and that's, are they all older than 65 no but anything they do watch is just sports hmm. uh. that's a good point my dad didn't get rid of cable for a really long time because of sports until he found because like all those packages for other 
things you can watch sports on, he was like annoyed because he'd have to buy all of them to get the uh, specific things he wanted. Then mm. one day he got like a good enough package and got rid of cable. But for the longest time, that's why my parents had cable at all. Was because it was just for the sports. Just literally sports. So um, wait, is he getting them online now? Yeah, he has some kind of like online things now. So he's got like the major like league baseball TV. or If NFL. you have DirecTV or whatever, you can go to directtv.com and sign in and basically watch some of these things. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, also they'll, the, they'll sell you packages on like MajorLeagueBaseball.com or, or NFL. Well, they, yeah, I think okay. they have. I think that will sell you stuff. I have no clue which ones my dad uses, yeah. but it's not like he doesn't have cable. He doesn't have other uh, stations. It's all sports. sports. And then my parents basically just watch like Netflix or mm. DVDs. or All of the people I know, and I never thought about it until right now, but every single one of them who has cable or satellite or whatever, the only things I ever hear them talking about watching is NASCAR or football. Always. It's never anything else. It's never, oh, the, the latest show on TBS or TNT uh, yeah. or whatever. Never. It's sports and sports. Is this like, sport. is this at work you're talking about? Yeah. People at work. Yeah, okay. just ordinary non-libertarian people going about their the water lives. water cooler talk, yeah. as, it, as it were. One person- if they watch a new show and they're talking about it, it's on Netflix or HBO Max or mm-hmm. whatever. Netflix is definitely where people watch shows now, but uh, one person that we know said that his mom always has cable news playing, like CNN or whatever, yep. and he noticed that for the first time ever, like every single commercial was for old people. Like, right. so they're like doing, adult diapers. Yeah, quote unquote targeted, <laughs> but it's because Vitamins, Insure. Right. That's what he said. And he told her to pay attention to that. And she was just like, am I old? Yeah. And it was his mom and she's older. Well, right. Because the advertisers know that younger people are not watching cable television. So it it's is like targeted in a way. Uh, so here's what the Axios story is about here. It says that 2022 is one of the hardest years ever for traditional television companies. And it's only expected to get worse as the ad market continues to slow and cord cutting accelerates saying the transition to streaming has wrecked havoc on the business models of major media firms, driving a new wave of consolidation and putting smaller channels' survival at risk. Paramount, Warner Brothers, Discovery, and NBC Universal are all expected to sell or combine with other media entities in the next few years. So as though we didn't have enough consolidation in the media business, they're saying it's going to get worse. In order to give their businesses the scale needed to possibly compete with tech firms like Amazon, Netflix and Google. And of course, Amazon's also doing original television programming now. I'm kind well. of okay with this because at the moment you you need a, a subscription to CBS and to Paramount mm-hmm. Plus and HBO Max and Netflix and Hulu and AMC and countless others. Some consolidation from these idiots wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst thing if I could just subscribe to one of them and get Paramount Plus and CBS and HBO Max all at once. That's a good thing from my point of view. Well, that's the odds that that's going to happen seems slim at this point because who would be the aggregator how exactly would that work there's all these rights issues when it comes to uh the streaming of these things maybe they can just cut down on some laws i thought the idea was that they were going to merge because they couldn't well then that, that but they're not all gonna merge well not right? all like of netflix the, isn't gonna right. absorb all of those no, companies. but some of them might like paramount yeah. to cbs or so, whatever may, may may merge and then i that's one fewer subscription i have to buy well, that's the thing. Are you? How many of these subscriptions do you have? Too, too damn many, man. Can you think of them? I, enough that if I wasn't on federal pre-release and mm-hmm. you know 
trying trying to be a good upstanding citizen, which it's a good thing. I would be torrenting everything I have to watch. There's a reason that most of what I watch is now on YouTube, which is free. Yeah. Right. Because I, I can't stand this. There's 15,000 different streaming services and none of them have the freaking show you're looking for. And if they do, and if you do happen to find the show you're looking for, oh, look, it's behind this totally new streaming service that, oh, Doctor Who used to be on Hulu, but now it's on HBO Max. Oh, no, it's not on HBO Max anymore. So now it's on Paramount. No, it's not on Paramount anymore. I hate that. You, month after month, you end up subscribing to a new one and oh, then it's gone pain. from there and you have to go back and find out which ones you can subscribe. And your credit card hits and you're $600,000 in debt. <laughs> Because of streaming services. Wow. That's frustrating. Yes. That, that really is frustrating. So the, the pirate, I mean, we're right back to that point where people are going to just start downloading torrents again. Well, you know what's crazy to me? I, I could be entertained with YouTube for the rest of my life, basically. And I just, I really love YouTube. And um, apparently not enough people are watching it anymore. There's this really big makeup person uh, called Jeffree Star. And he... I was not like a big fan of him, but I decided to go check on him the other day because I was just like wondering what he was doing anymore. I'd never hear about him, and he was really big. He also has a makeup company that's like, you know, really big. And he's leaving YouTube because he said, um, not enough people watch YouTube anymore. It's not worth his time. I was like, what? That's crazy. YouTube well, is just he gonna the go? best one to me. Where's he going to go? Odyssey. <laughs> Odyssey will be lucky to survive the next six months with what the SEC's doing. We're going to have to keep our eyes on that one. Uh, there's more coming up here. Hour number two is on the way. You can join us. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. You can join us and you can bring up absolutely anything you want to talk about. Phones are open. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about changes in the advertising world. Uh, a lot of people really hate advertising. They hate advertisements. They, uh, they skip them every possible chance they can get. Because now with you know technology and uh, a lot of the advertising there, there are ways to do that. Uh, Aria, you were just explaining... Something that I don't think is uncommon at all, especially amongst younger people. I mean, Bonnie and I are the same way, where if you're on some sort of video streaming service and it's uh, some advertisement pops in, there's that little countdown timer that goes, you know, five, four, three, two, one, and then you can hit the skip button and that's all you're looking at. You just zone in right on that. Yeah, never right. underestimate the ability of people to zone out of things they don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. A long, long time ago, back when I lived in Mississippi, I was hanging out with my one of my well, my girlfriend at the time, and we were listening to you know some local radio station that was playing some pop music, and some commercials came on, and sure enough, we both just completely zoned out of the commercials that were playing for the next four. And I realized that we're, you know, we just played a bunch of commercials, and I'm telling you what happened but we zoned out we had no idea what commercials played but as soon as Mm -hmm. the music came back there was some cue that said okay pay attention again right and we couldn't tell you because i i was high at the time and that makes me think of weird stuff like this so Mm -hmm. i was like did you hear the commercial that just came on and she goes what commercial i was like well i mean there was just a commercial break and she goes i know i was like Okay, so Not neither of us... a single one of them registered with Yeah, we have no idea what was said to us. And you know, we, I could have kept my headphones on just then, and I would have not heard a single one. I would have heard them, 
And maybe maybe they would have registered somewhere in my subconscious, but I don't even think that I because think so. you can turn off part of your yeah. brain. Yeah, uh, there was actually a really interesting video that came out. I don't know last year at some point that was shared in one of the newsletters. I, I subscribed to Holland Cook's newsletter. If you listen to our online streams, you know who Holland Cook is. He hosts some like really cool little featurettes that we played during the break. I really like the inflation hacks Inflation right hacks. Yeah, he's helping people, you know, save a few bucks. I like when right? he discovered box wine. Did you know you can get like seven <laughs> bottles of wine for like 12 bucks? Apparently he didn't until recently. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he's uh, he's got he does a radio like industry thing that I, I subscribe to. He used to charge for it and then a few years ago he just started giving it away for free. But uh, I wonder if he's not supported by... Well, no, I guess charging for it would have been the equivalent of being supported by Patreon. Yeah, he was doing a direct subscription model before, and I think he's just been successful enough to where he's like, yeah, whatever, here you go. You can have it for That's free. good. Uh, but he put on a video, and what it was was it was people, I would say, under the age of 40, generally, like a group of people, you know, lots of people in their 20s and 30s, that kind of thing. And they were sitting in a room. They were, it was like some sort of a study. They're on video. They've got a pair of headphones on or whatever. And they're listening to a uh, commercial break from a New York City radio station, like Z100 or something. One of these big stations. It's like been around forever. Uh, and they played literally from the end of whatever the song was to the beginning of the next song. Okay. And it was no joke. It was including the like. All of the elements they had, right? Like, so the the disc jockey talking, the commercials, the disc jockey saying something else, more commercials. And Just for finally, the sake of curiosity, how much of each song did they put? Like the last thirty, the last 30 seconds, seconds okay. or something like that. So, and then finally to the do you know them rejoining the next song? And I'm telling you, if I recall correctly, it was like eleven to thirteen minutes from the end of one song to the beginning of another song. I mean, if you tune in at the wrong time, that can certainly happen. It should never happen. That's insane. But it happened, especially on television, that happens all the time. The Big Bang Theory, I liked the show before it jumped the shark. Obviously, every show jumps the shark. Mm -hmm. But it it did exactly this. There was four minutes of commercials, and then 30 seconds of the intro, whatever they call it, Mm -hmm. and then another four minutes of commercials. Ah, It's brutal. And it, it was... Eight solid minutes of commercials yeah. broken up by 30 seconds of stuff that people were going to tune out. And then the show actually started. And then right. seven and a half minutes later, there was another four-minute commercial break. Well, and what was interesting about this was, you know, watching these people's reaction. Like, because they are on the, the assignment they have is to listen, right? Like, they, this is what the study is, right? To listen, to see, okay, when would you have punched out of this break, right? Because we know everybody's going to. If you're in your car or whatever... And you're tuning it, you know, you're listening to the radio. At some point, most people are going to punch out from that station once they get into the commercial. I immediately the channel to look for a station playing music. So you're immediate, right? Yeah. Like there were a few people, I think most people But in this, this is why radio all moved toward playing commercials at the roughly the same yeah, time, right? Yeah. Mm. I think they do that on purpose. Some like do. I'm always looking and I'm like, now they're all on commercials. Yeah, some do. Certainly the ones that are owned by the same company are definitely doing that. See, um, I thought it was a sort of a... You don't have to have a conspiracy for people whose interests align to work toward the same goal, right? It just sort of happens organically. If if I need to build, if I need to survive and you need to survive and we both need to survive, then we're going to do things that just organically work together for the goal of survival. It must be the case, Ian, because it's like every single time I'm like, oh, commercial, I'm changing it. 
I loop around a couple times. If I don't find one straggler still playing music and mm-hmm. it's a good song, then I just turn the radio off. Yeah. So that's how most people were in this this study, right? They were like, yeah, I would, I'd, I'm out, right? Like I would have punched out first commercial. I'm out. I'm gone. Some people were like, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd listen to this ad. And then despite you know, being instructed, hey, we want you to listen. Well, no, no, they had to listen. They were giving uh, they were giving feedback on when if they were just okay. a normal listener, what would they normally be doing? Right. And most of their answers were, OK, I'm already switched to the other station at this point or whatever. But uh, they did have to listen. Some of them said they probably would have listened through the given it the first ad, you know, like listen to the first ad and then they'd, they'd punch out. But most of them would punch out during the first ad, usually as quick as Bonnie was saying, like right away. And so they t- so to have all these people who normally do not listen to a commercial break on radio actually have to sit there and listen. The reactions from these people were, were pretty priceless. Like they could not believe how many commercials there were and how long. Uh, and I couldn't believe it. Even as like a radio professional, I could not believe there was a 13-minute, you know, essentially break between songs on this big city radio station. That's that's insane. Well, uh, when I listened to Free Talk Live, I would listen via the website, mm-hmm. the um, MP3 player thing, I guess. And it played all of the uh, LRN's ads. So LRN's ads are, are yeah. special, though. Yeah, but, I was going to say, they're just not bad. But that's because I personally care about them. The only one that I would turn off every single time, I'm not going to remember what it's called right now, <laughs> but there was a lady saying, my cat has dandruff. And I, I would never I always just turn it off as soon as possible. And I was like, ew, that was just an throw the cat away. No, that was, a, that was an actual advertiser. Is that Dynavites? Dynavites, Dynavites. 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 Yeah, yes. Okay, and, sounds and then like they, Dynavites. They came out with a cat version of Dynavites and she, it started off, this lady was like, my cat had dandruff and that was so gross to me i was always just turn off and be like throw the cat away just well, get rid of the cat listened long enough to know what it was most people they'll just punch right out and then that's the end of it but uh i mean 13 minutes is a long time no doubt but that's nuts we just threw out eight minutes and 10 seconds by my quick yeah but there's six minutes of that is news oh. so it's program content uh mostly so that's, that's not- us you put the news in there Right? Well, I do, and so does every radio station out okay. there. So the top of the hour break is actually more news than it is than it is commercials. Okay, I feel better then. Yeah, um, but it is a long it is a long break. That is that is true. But but it's a long break for but, us, not necessarily for the listener. But you're getting content. Yeah, you literally you get two minutes on our on our current clock. You get uh, two minutes of ads, and then and one of those belongs to the station, the local station, and then you're right into the six minutes of news, basically. Now We, we have a graph, like if I needed to know this, like a spur yeah. of a moment, we, we have a graph that I could look at, but it's not in front of me. Right. For listeners who are like, why doesn't Aria know this? Now, we can't say for sure what the local station would do with their six minutes of news. Some of them are going to play news for five minutes and take a, you know maybe one more commercial after that. Some of them might have a three or four minute news and then some local stuff or whatever. So who knows? You know, we don't know what they're But we can't do. control what radio no. stations do. We don't. Uh, but, but what we've done here tonight and in the last night, so till you know, further notice, until we decide to cut it back further because we're not going to add commercials after this, is we've cut uh, eight minutes an hour of commercials. So we've got eight more minutes t- of time that we get to actually have conversations. We get to get into deeper conversations. Uh, we, you know, if we've got somebody a guest or Wait, somebody on the phone, eight minutes an hour. That's correct. That's a I lot. I thought it was twenty-four minutes an hour per show. Twenty-four oh. minutes per show, three-hour okay. show. I really like the new format, and I realize this is my first night being on it. But we're yeah. we're a third of the way in at this point. And, you know, I've been doing free talk live for like four or five years now, and yeah. there's a much better flow. 
there's yeah, I, we're not stopping constantly. I'm worried there may be less time to like prepare and work things out during breaks. But how much of that did we actually do anyway? It was usually just like. I was playing a video game where someone was scrolling through Facebook or Twitter or whatever. So it's not well, like we use the breaks to plan the next segment. Sometimes, sometimes we I did. Do. Sometimes well, I do. Since I live here, I usually used to eat during the show. And today, purposely finished cooking and eating before the show. And that makes it totally fine. Like, I can pee twice an, an hour. Yeah, it makes the show go by paradoxically significantly faster. You think this new format does? Yes. That's interesting. Than it did previously. Yeah, that is an interesting observation. I mean, we're we're both brand new to it. This is our first night doing this uh, this new format, and it's it's still open phones. It's still the same show. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. We won't get. We're not going to be so meta about it for you know into no. the future. It's just new but, to us. But yeah, I mean, the, screening yeah. calls worries me as well. But like, we're not we, going to. We we're just going to take. Them, yeah. yeah, we're just going to. We're just going to wing it. Basically, I mean, I like it. Kind of the way I see it. Improv is. Uh, you know, we've we never had a call screener here anyway. We were always just doing our own call screening during the breaks. But if well, we, we had GCN doing it for a while. That's true. For years, we did have GCN, but for the last two years, we have not had our own call screener. And you know, it really doesn't matter that much. Ultimately, if we get crankers calling in, then we'll just we'll play it differently if we if we need to. And we're but, using the caller ID now more much more effectively. Yes. We're using the call yeah. logs more effectively. Yeah. So the technology's gotten a little bit better. Uh, on the back end here and and so far just taking calls as they come in has actually worked out it's actually i think going to be better for the caller because you won't have to wait it used to be that you kind of had to wait for if like if you called in the middle of a segment and then we you know we're in the, we're in the middle of the segment we don't know who you are we're going to wait till the break and then screen you now we're not going to do that we're just going to go and like we did with stefan's call in yeah, the we still have segment. a dump button yeah we still have our dump uh, dump machine so I, I'm excited about it. I think it's a good change, and it's necessary. And this is one of the things I was trying to explain to the radio business people that are on my uh, email list. It's like, you know, whether you like it or not, younger listeners, they just are not as tolerant of commercial inventory. You go online, you I mean, we've all seen these online streams. I don't watch a lot of them, but anytime I'm watching an online streamer or whatever, there's no there's no such thing as a commercial break. That just doesn't exist. No, I bought a cheap $70 laptop at one point to connect to my television just so I could install an ad block Mm -hmm. and not use the built-in YouTube app, right, to watch stuff because... Where they would force the ads on you. Yeah, with the... I mean, you... There may be with a like a really high end television. There may be an ad block application that you can install or something like that. But for the most part, just throw a you know cheap laptop in there and you've got the exact same thing. Right. And then you solved. don't have to pay an ad block subscription service or whatever. You'd probably have to pay with a smart television. And it's it works. No more ads. So this is something that these companies are going to have to deal with, is the fact that you know these old dog media companies, these uh, ABCs, NBCs, CBS, all these old media companies that have forever subsisted on this advertiser-supported model, they are they're struggling to try to figure out how to get from the old world into the new world of new media. And so streaming is their solution for now, right? Like, okay, well, we still have our old channels for the 65 and up crowd that is still watching cable and or broadcast television. We still have the what we would call the linear channels, right? Where a certain show comes on at a certain time and then, you know, maybe you can record it if you got the right equipment, but if you're not there for it, then it's gone. 
versus streaming where everything is on demand uh, for the most part. You can order up whatever you want and you get to watch it. And they want you, of course, to pay for that. So the story here from Axios.com is One covering second, that. real quick. This is why Free Talk Live is perfect, right? Because can you imagine Rush Limbaugh doing an hour and 20 minutes of talking about how much he hates advertising? Like that, <laughs> that was his bread and butter, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. And we, but we are honest. We're still ordinary, average people. And we got to tell you, I hate ads. I don't want to hear them. I don't <laughs> want them in my life. And because of that, I don't want them on the show. Beyond what is absolutely necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some are necessary simply because yeah. we are doing a radio show and radio stations have to have to pay the bills somehow. Well, you know? someone's got to pay the electricity yeah. and the internet and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. 100,000 watt radio station is not a cheap thing. The, the power bill is not a cheap thing to, to deal with. So, uh, but let's talk about TV because they're having a real tough time. And uh, they're saying here that some companies may be combining. So, for instance... Paramount, which has its own streaming system, as of course I they do. Paramount Plus, yeah. I I have it. They are now. It, it's more reasonable. I think it's four ninety nine a month. They're now apparently beginning to bundle Showtime in with their primary streaming services. Okay, but see, I don't have Showtime because they don't have anything I care about. Well, every now and then they get a good show. They had Dexter back in the day, which I was really a big big fan of. Oh that. yeah, that that was like their show, right? Yeah, that was, that's right. Dexter's really good. AMC Networks is laying off twenty percent of its staff. Most challenges plaguing TV giants today stem from the false assumption that streaming would easily make up for linear television losses. Paramount, Warner Brothers, Discovery, Disney, and Comcast do not expect their standalone streaming offerings to break even until 2024 or 2025 at the earliest. No, that's silly. And the reason they should have never expected that because there's a lot more sharing in the internet world and the the streaming world than there mm-hmm. is in cable television. I can't share my cable, my satellite or my cable modem that's true. with my neighbors or my girlfriend or my friends or whatever. But I can absolutely give them my Netflix password, and there's not a damn thing Netflix can do about well, it. They're going to start hear, trying. Did you? This year, they're going to start trying. They they can, but I actually had the tech the tech chops where I could set up a router level VPN, mm. and then then they wouldn't know. It would appear to Netflix that the the friend is connecting from the exact same IP address as me. If if it came to that, right? But yeah. I would just cancel my net Netflix subscription to. But with my dollar. But I, I, the article I had about it said that, oh, they may bring charges. Apparently, that's just the UK. The UK is thinking about bringing charges no. against people. No, the, the, no they're, the story... they're flaunting it. They're saying we could. No, that's, well, that, that was just what the story Not said in the headlines. But the government. No, the, the government uh, on the. If you actually looked at the rest of the story, it, it was clearly stating that the government will not bring charges without Netflix asking them to. Oh. So. Oh. But they were flaunting like that they could. They were like under this provision. Yeah. It and could Netflix be said they are not going law. to do that. It would be terrible publicity. They, yeah. they said that. But I mean, if you wanted proof that you live in a fascist society where you are ruled by corporate overlords, it's the UK government saying they won't bring charges unless this private corporation called Netflix asks them to. Well, right. Uh, and, you know, if you ever needed proof of that, then you can go back decades where they've been uh, charging people for a television license. In the UK. Oh, that's... That, yeah, that's still exists. Yeah, that's they right. They don't enforce it, though. Uh, I don't know about that. I was under the impression they didn't. But Never even I, heard of I this. I could be wrong. Yeah, in the UK, you have one. to have a... Just like you have to have a driver's license in the US to drive a car, in the UK, you have to have a television license 
to have a television in your household. <laughs> but what could possibly be the justification? Like, I get that if people don't know how to drive, then they could kill themselves. But I if don't you, know. Didn't you have to have a Revenue. television person, uh, an official registered, licensed person come in and install your television initially? I, I think don't that know. was it. You should check it out. I, you can learn more about it, I'm sure. But I had another question about England yesterday because Captain Kickass, he has a bunch of titles. And Nikki said, are you a sir yet, Captain? Mm-hmm. Are they not doing sirs right now because the Queen of England is dead? Well, you have I to have a know. monarch, a king or queen, in order to be able to knight someone, which is well, what earns them the sir. sir yeah. Has he been coronated, though? I have no idea. I pay zero I don't zero know or care. Yeah, yeah, near I to zero <laughs> attention to these people. Uh, but, uh, it's back their to, version of the military, though. Back to the TV thing here. So, uh, in the interim... Not only is cord cutting accelerating faster than expected, cord cutting is people who had cable who are getting rid of it, like your parents, uh, Bonnie, uh, but so are drops in linear television uh, viewing broadly, including broadcast. And then they link to a different story. Also, uh, this one from Nielsen, which is, of course, the television and radio ratings company, where they show not enough data, in my opinion. They only go back to November of 2021, so it's just the last year's worth of TV trending uh, data. But uh, the number of people watching cable television went from 36.9% in November of 2021 down to 31.8% in November of 2022. So a 5% drop in uh, cable television watching. I'm and surprised, then, as, honestly, I'm surprised it's as high as 30%. I'd, yeah. I, guess, I mean, there's a lot of boomers out there, and I yep. guess that's probably it, but... There's a, there's Man. something to be said for the incumbency, right? It's been around for a very long time, and they're they're hemorrhaging viewers over time. So they're, they're they started much higher, which is why I wish this went back a decade instead of just one year. I bet you it was you know fifty or or sixty percent a decade ago, and it's down to thirty. The other thing 30%. is like, is, does this count like hotels and stuff? Because every hotel I've ever worked at, there's like. 14 TVs playing. I don't know. That's a good question, Bonnie. I, I, don't I suspect know, like not. Five that uh, aren't in rooms. You know. Isn't it curious how like television and news tickers like that have just sort of become background noise mm-hmm. in the United States, where you go to a hotel and it would be weird to not find a television playing CNN or C-SPAN or whatever. It. Yeah. No, no, no one's watching it. It's just the background noise of the United States. A television running ads mm-hmm. for it. You know, 22 minutes out of every hour. And then just talking about stuff that isn't news the other time. Another major surprise here is that there's actually people watching broadcast television. According to the numbers from Nielsen, it's still more than 20%. Exactly. It's still more than 20%. It's 25% of TV viewers, 25.7%. Is that like like Fox 13? Over-the-air antenna-based broadcast. You were you're you're in the industry, or you, you and you were in the industry. Yeah. What was the ur- urgency behind the switch from analog signals to digital signals that occurred in two thousand what two thousand two thousand four somewhere? Oh, it in that, was earlier right? than that. Two thousand seven. Uh, that was an FCC cram down. It was. The I know, feds. but why so suddenly? Because the UK had to do the same thing, but they gave themselves like ten years, and the United States was like, no. Year and a half. Nah, it was a little slower than that here, but uh, the reason was because the FCC auctions off frequencies, and so we did cover this at the time when it was when it was happening on Free Talk Live. But 
analog uh, frequencies are wider. You have to use a lot more bandwidth to transmit an analog channel than you do a digital channel. So digital, one of the benefits, one of the reasons why on cable systems you can have way more digital channels than analog channels is because you can literally fit more into the same space, right? Well, it's you compressed. can literally fit eight different shows in a single ray of light. That, that That's okay. what... Um, Fiber optics essentially yeah. is capable of. Well, it's, but in this case, we're not even talking about fiber optics. We're just talking about taking the existing... But that's digital. It is. But we're just talking about taking the existing bandwidth and putting more content into it. So what happened was the FCC said, well, if we turn television from analog to digital, we free up all this bandwidth because there's like 60-something analog television channels out there, most of which there's nothing there. But that that space is reserved, right? So once they changed from analog to digital, they could take all that space and then re-auction it to other companies that wanted to use that uh, that spectrum. So it was a moneymaker for the FCC. They'll free up all of that space for no one to watch broadcast television. Well, apparently 20-something percent of people are still watching broadcast all television. All people in America? Or? Yeah, Nielsen is, uh, is America. Uh, there's more coming up here in moments. Uh, you can share your thoughts with us. 603-283-6160. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. Number 603-283-6160. We're doing a little shop talk here tonight, talking about the uh, the, the radio business and the entertainment business in general. Television uh, continuing to hemorrhage viewers and, uh, of course, they're trying to switch to a subscription model, going direct to the consumer on uh, these various different streaming platforms. And as Aria pointed out, there's just so many of them. You, it's hard to chase around the show that you want to watch because they move because of licensing. They change the deals, that sort of thing. But you know what doesn't change? Hmm. When you go to the piratebay.org, and you shouldn't do this, and you... Use uTorrent to download all of the episodes of Doctor Who or the Star Trek Next Generation yep. or insert favorite show. They're never going to move from your computer <laughs> to a different streaming service. <laughs> and I understand that that's frowned upon. But like we tried to do this streaming service thing. We, we gave it the old college try and it was great and it served all of the needs that we needed to serve. And there was a reason that it came into existence because it was to solve the problem of torrenting. And then sure enough, it began mimicking old media more and more to the point that now, now torrenting is necessary right? again. No, don't, they've got the ad supported quote unquote plans on places like Hulu or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's it sucks to have to pay for something and then have to watch ads. Yeah, yeah but you pay less. But that's still it's so stupid. And they're not as overbearing like. Yes, the Hulu ad model, it does have ads. I think it's like, what, six ninety nine a month for mm-hmm. the ad-supported version? And it's like, it's more like YouTube ads where you have... You can skip it? Two, well, no, but you have two commercials every 15 minutes instead of four minutes of commercials every, every 15 minutes. Every 10 minutes. But you know, yeah. that's how television started too mm-hmm. back in the day. Like my grandmother would tell me, we only had one television break right. in the middle of... I mean, one commercial break, and it was just one commercial... So these things... They it, expand. And it's going yeah. to get worse. That's a good point. You know what the, the most annoying part about streaming services is to me? I think that originals should be its own thing. Like, you can pay to have Netflix originals. I don't care about that crap, not at all. There's not one of those shows that... Like, I watched the first two Stranger Things and they were good and 
but I could live without having seen them. And you I, have, because you haven't see, watched season three or four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just want to see, like, good, like, I, anytime I think about getting one of these, it's because I want to see something good, and the originals are never good. Hmm. They could have their own originals channel, and then the stuff that people actually want to see. Well, I know that there well, are definitely people, people that want to see, see those, so they could pay yeah. for that, and I can mm-hmm. pay for something else, and it doesn't have to be mixed together. Because well, it's like, isn't your Netflix plan basically that? No, I have a DVD plan, the Blu-ray plan. I know, I mean, she couldn't stream it, but like, she, you don't have to pay for the originals or any of that stuff. You sort of have a separate plan. Yeah, I don't even know if they offer those things on disc. I can yeah. imagine they would. Because those are mostly like shows, right? Yeah, I don't know if they've, I don't know. I don't they know they if they've movies, made Blu-rays out of them or not. That's I tried question. one Netflix original, and that was the Castlevania series, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I liked it. I love the Castlevania video games. I love difficult video games, and the Castlevania games are—they're up there in difficulty. Mm-hmm. But I—it it just didn't. I didn't like the anime style of it. Oh, okay. I think I, I feel like if they had gone for a more traditionally Western thing, it would. And I mm-hmm. like anime. Some yeah. anime. I I liked Inuyasha, which is like the most mainstream anime that you're ever going to get. So wow, I've never even heard of it. I've oh, heard really? of it, but never seen it. it My it cousin was, liked it. It was very much for people who aren't fans of anime. Okay. Like, it was not the, not Chainsaw Man or something like that. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm completely, like, out of the loop on almost all animes. So. Chainsaw Man is about a guy who can turn into a chainsaw, apparently. Okay. And that's okay. all I know about it. Is it, like, a gore one? I, all I know is it's about a guy who can turn <laughs> into a chainsaw. And some of my There's friends only so watch There's so many it. things you can do with a chainsaw. Well, they say it's pretty good, right? And right. he, I think they said he only goes after people who deserve it, but it's very LGBTQ. Oh, like <laughs> okay. I've uh, never heard of that one. I want to give you some more uh, statistics, more inf- interesting uh, info here about sort of the, the slow death, which actually they're saying is accelerating faster than expected, the cord cutting of uh, the world of broadcast or cable television. Well, that's how gravity works. The more you fall, the faster you fall, up to a certain point at least. So apparently, uh, roughly two-thirds of U.S. households today pay for a cable, satellite, or fiber television subscription, which is down from 79% in 2017 and 85% in 2007. What was the current number? Uh, Two-thirds. Roughly two thirds. Again, higher than I. Yeah, two thirds of households expected. having cable television is higher. I would expect it closer to one third at this point. Well, right. Well, this is weird because there's the Nielsen study that we talked about in the last segment showing that about 31.8% here are watching cable television. So does that mean that they there's another they 30% of them that have cable television, but they don't watch? Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. It kind of does make sense with the whole bundling thing that's existed back in the day. Yeah, it, it was much more popular, you know, ten years ago than it is now, where you get your cable television, your cell phone, and your internet all at mm. one provider, and you get a low, low price. That's a good point. I, I remember my dad having like AT and T and Comcast or something together. Well, yeah, and they are also saying satellites included in this two thirds number, and they did not include satellite at all in this Nielsen study. So there's definitely some missing information just, from Nielsen. Every time Ian talks about this, I am just like, I can't believe the numbers are this high. And it's like, oh, yeah. TV is dying. I would have expected it to be like, I don't know, 8% of Americans. Like, well, literally, if you told me to guess. On the subject of Nielsen, my household is apparently a Nielsen household now. 
Oh, you got the you got the little sign up option. No, it's not even a sign up. It's a I just received a letter with a two dollar bill or whatever. It was a one dollar bill. Yeah, I was so surprised. I was like, this has to be fake, right? Because you looked over the back and it's a little plastic thing that you can see through, and it's a one dollar bill. Why? What kind of game are they playing? So I open it up, and sure enough, it's from the Nielsen Center of whatever. They're like, what is your favorite show? And I'm like, well, obviously, it's Free Talk Live. (laughs) I haven't filled it out yet, but because I was I asked the other Free Talk Live. Group, uh, I can't believe they're only giving people a dollar still. Yeah, I mean they should at I mean, least go it, up to two dollars. It pays for the stamp, you know. That oh, you had to send. No, you didn't have to pay a stamp to send. I it haven't back done to, it yet. I'm uh, going to because I mean, why wouldn't I take this opportunity to throw one more number at Free Talk Live, right? But yeah, sure. I've asked hurt. the Free Talk Live host to recommend a, a show or a or a different radio show or television show that they like and support that's liberty friendly, but so far nothing. Despite surpassing expectations for new subscribers, Disney stock cratered to its lowest level in 21 years last quarter thanks to widening losses in its streaming division. Despite the fact that they've got Star Wars and like all these other huge properties now over at Disney. That uh, is crazy. How did they lose money in an era where they had the Mandalorian? I've never seen it, but Baby Yoda was everywhere. The few firms that have opted not to enter the streaming subscription wars like Fox Corp have fared better among investors. And then here's an interesting takeaway. You'd mentioned, uh, I think, Bonnie, you had said that someone told you that uh, YouTube, they're leaving, or it was a streamer. Jeffree Star. Yeah, so he's leaving YouTube. Well, apparently he's, you know, he... There's plenty of people that are joining YouTube because uh, the NFL has now announced that their coveted Sunday ticket rights package will be awarded to YouTube beginning next football season. It's the second yeah, but major... Will those people want to watch Jeffree Star put makeup on his face? Oh, I don't know. But the point is there's a lot of people on YouTube and that's why YouTube got this deal, right? Like hmm. YouTube's a huge influence in video out there. And the fact that they're going to get Sunday ticket, that I don't know what that means, but it's probably a, like a big deal for, for NFL, right? Like NFL games are on Monday Night Football, and there's Sunday for all the other games, and then there's some like rare games elsewhere. According to this, uh, it's the second major NFL deal to move exclusively to a big tech firm. Oh, hold on. They're... I don't know what that means either, but I can speculate. I mean, this was a deal that they had previously with ESPN. The Sunday ticket thing? I'm assuming so. Mm-hmm. ESPN was the only other game in town. And if it's exclusive and they're now giving it to YouTube, that has huge ramifications for does. ESPN and, and cable. Yeah. Well, and well, there was also broadcast networks that have uh, deals with the NFL as well. And so I don't know how this is going to affect those networks, but it's writing on the wall. I mean, this is saying to ABC and, and CBS and you know, ESPN, like, goodbye, we're, we're experimenting over here now online with exclusive online access because this is the second deal. They already did one for Thursday night football with NFL with Amazon. So Amazon already has some sort of ex- exclusive deal for Thursdays. And now YouTube's going to lock down Sundays to some extent. I don't know if it's like, I don't know if uh, Sunday ticket is like just one specific game on Sunday that they focus on, like the big game on Sunday, or if it means that, that uh, YouTube's going to literally have every Sunday game. I don't either. I don't and, know. It, and it's sports. So yeah. I will say on the subject of streaming that we're, we're overlooking a giant elephant in the room that's actually really good, and that's YouTube TV. And I used it back in the day when, when my boyfriend had YouTube TV, and he just let me use his account, and it was fantastic. What it's, is it? Is it linear 
television? It's it's like a, an online DVR, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, when Direct TV and Dish Network they they used to have you know Direct DVR, I mean, TiVo with DVR or whatever right. it was, and it would record shows for you, and then you could watch them whenever. This does the same thing, except it pulls a much larger shows. It pulls the cable networks, obviously, but it also pulls your local Fox affiliate and your local NBC affiliates, and it it basically allows you to record them. And watch them back like you had the DVR sitting in your house. Mm-hmm. Except it was cheaper. I think it was about $40 a month. And it also included a movie. It just it had a much wider range of content on it than you find at Hulu and Netflix. And I don't know if it's got enough content to be worth the $40 versus all of the other subscriptions. $40? Yeah, it sounds like a lot. It, it is, is a lot. That's why YouTube I don't have it. It's YouTube TV. Red? It's not Red? No, Red is a different thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly what Red is, but YouTube TV, it was great in the period that I used it, but that price point kept me from That's doing it. That's a killer. That's but crazy. if it's got all of the stuff, that everything except the originals that you would want on Hulu and Netflix, it may actually be worth it. I'm going to go to your phone calls here. Let's go, uh, caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's your name? Uh, Steve. Steve, where are you calling from? What's on your mind? Uh, California. Um... Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering, is Bonnie still doing relationship advice? Um, Yeah, I'm always doing relationship advice. I have the best husband now, so. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. Okay, Um. all right, question. Okay, that is not my actual name. That's fine. Um, I Because I'm worried that the person is going to hear this. Oh, Because right. she does listen to Free Talk Live. Oh. Okay. Well, anyways, um, if, okay, I work from home. Um, I have an apartment on in Hawaii, and I'm all over the place. I, I basically I'm very impulsive, and I, I have I got a bunch of money lately. So, um, should I move somewhere for the possibility of dating somebody who is perfect? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would I mean, give very different advice, but. You'd please you ask Bonnie. Well, I mean, I, you're, you're here, so you can give your advice. Well, you too. said that they're perfect, so you have to. Well, pretty, I, I would say well, that's exactly much. the reason why not. If you're viewing a human being and you want to have a relationship with them and you think they're perfect, you are setting yourself well, up no, for no, heartbreak. No, no, no. They're, they're not perfect, and, and hmm. uh, they're and personality-wise, we're, we're quite a bit different. But core values were very similar. Um, we're we're both uh, we're both straight edge, so that's good. And okay. Um, well, yeah, and uh, well, and I blew her off like four years ago, and then we met up uh, this past weekend, and everything went pretty good. I'd have to say. Well, how much time and, have you spent with her total? Like in person or just? Yeah. Are we t- um like a weekend? Yeah, then I wouldn't move yet. But you should go spend a lot well, of time with her, and if she's still perfect, then if you want a relationship no, with no, her... Well, you don't ever know well, what well, somebody's well, really like until you live with them, right? So. Oh, uh, uh, 100%. But my where I'd be moving is New Hampshire, so that's the other thing. Well, now it's a no-brainer. I mean, obviously, if you, you know, if you can move to New Hampshire and have a potential dating interest, then, I mean, that seems like a win-win. I would advise you to move to New Hampshire, certainly, for, uh, for the point of joining the Free State Project and the wider liberty migration. But moving to take part in a relationship, I've done this. Mm-hmm. It was a terrible idea. 
Well, the thing is, I'd never done anything like this. I'm not like an incel at all. I, I get I get girls. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never had an issue, but I'm getting old. I'm like 30. You want to settle down. I tuned out everything you said after you said, I'm getting old, I'm like 30, or whatever it was that you said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but well, the thing is, like, I'm just, okay, and I, I, I was just thinking of this just because I work from home now. Um, I, I, it, I, I, this would be like, everyone, like, I've talked to says I'm an idiot. Um, but the, the only thing is, as long as I can get back and forth to California, I'm all set. Um, I don't know. I, I'm really thinking of doing it and like moving to like New Hampshire. Well, well it mean, sounds one of the first way. things before you gone here. One of the first thing you did yeah. qualify this whole thing was is that you've got money now. Like you, you're well yeah. healed. You're able to travel to Hawaii regularly. You could it escape like. if you needed to. Right. So that's you know that is a concern I think for a lot of people. If you don't have a lot of money, making a move somewhere is an expensive proposition. You've got to get a new place to live. You've got to spend whatever it costs to make the actual move. And then you'd be trapped there if it doesn't work out. Well, it could be uncomfortable to to leave a place that's not working out for sure. But if you're able to take care of yourself and you've got money in the bank and you know or whatever your savings is and you're you're pretty comfortable than just on a whim going somewhere and trying something different. You really don't have anything to lose, it sounds uh, It sounds to me. It's important to know what what exactly is entailed in moving, right? Because me moving to New Hampshire was two cats and some clothes, right? Mm. But if you have to move an entire household with the furniture and books and whatever... That's a good question. You don't have to right away. You could see if... She's actually perfect at first. But the other thing is, like, I know that you were joking about perfect, but yeah. there is such thing as perfect for you. And um, I feel like you just know it when when you know it. Like, if you have any kind of question at all, then you're probably not the person who's perfect for you. Like, I, I, I started being like, I'm never going to find anyone that's perfect for me. I just want somebody who knows their dad. Sounds kind of mean, but it was true. Who knows their dad? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Me and my friend realized that so many of our horrible boyfriends had bad relationships with their dad. Uh, Oh, I see. It was like a... Oh, I have an awful relationship with my dad. Well, I'm not saying that. Well, that bodes well. I mean, unwell for the girl that you like. (laughs) No, not not necessarily. Like, maybe she somehow can relate to that guy. But me and my friend both have good relationships with our dad and for some reason we're incompatible with people who don't hmm. it's it's so weird i don't know it's a daddy issues to find most relationships either either because of their presence or the lack thereof a, a freudian hmm. thing that's what i meant to say i said pavlov but well she doesn't live in new hampshire she lives in a city not too far away okay and, oh. um, boston I'm just, I, I, worcester yeah, well no uh, another one no. okay another one portland the big one. Okay. Um, Think Boston. New York City. Montreal. You, don't, you surely don't mean New York City. Maybe. Oh, that's a but, long drive. Yeah, my that's man. that is not nearby to New Hampshire. Yeah, but just for a move. Well, well I, I I grew up in New Hampshire, so I, I okay. used to take the bus to go to I used to go to hardcore shows down in New York all the time. We okay. Used to get on the Chinese Chinatown bus. So would your plan be, just to clarify, would your plan be that yeah. you would move into New Hampshire? And then regularly drive down to New York City or fly into New York City and just stay there no, with her? No, would she move with you? Oh, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's not even close to that yet. Hmm. But not even with that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's kind of like I, I'd be doing it for that would be part of the reason. Plus, I want to be uh, my mom's getting older, so I want to be close to my mom. And, uh, you know, like 
but, but so mom lives in New Hampshire still is what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. she does. It just occurred to me, uh, you said this girl listens to Free Talk Live. Uh, you spent a weekend with her. She knows your voice, dude. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> I mean, just so you're aware of that, she she's going to hear this and she's going to know. So well, maybe have she'll fun think with that su- conversation Maybe later. she'll think it's sweet, you know, like uh, that he's considering uh, moving. I think it's crazy. <laughs> well, there's plenty well, of girls in New York City. fun sometimes. To be fair, you're not... You're not considering like moving to you know New York City to be with oh, her. No, You're thinking yeah, about yeah. moving to a different part of the country to be closer to her. Sure, of course there are already reasons to move to New Hampshire. It's not as crazy as like when I moved to Vegas to live with this chick. Right, mm-hmm. that was crazy, and I knew it at the time. Right, but that's me. I'm going to roll those <laughs> roll dice and dice. see what happens. Right, yeah. so it's not as crazy as it could be, and as it sounds on the surface. I still so would you- recommend against it. I would well, recommend. The thing is, like, I've I've never done like I've never like done anything like this for a girl. Like, I mean, like, actually, what, my last long term girlfriend lived in Boston. I lived in California. I just went back and forth a lot. I don't think you got anything so, to lose. I really don't. I mean, if you're talking about moving up to New Hampshire and then going and visiting New York City more often than you currently do, is that kind of the the idea here? Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking, and and I'm just I just kind of have a break where like I left my apartment in Hawaii, like I got a whole apartment in Hawaii for no reason whatsoever. Just I I went to visit, and I'm like, oh, I could live here, and then I got a place. And yeah, I mean, if you can afford a, a place in Hawaii where you don't even go, <laughs> then you've got plenty of money uh, to move. You and know, if you're doing remote, off the cuff. that's great because lots of people have issues in. Uh, like getting a job in their exact sector in New Hampshire, but if you can do remote, but here's wherever the, you want. Here's the question: I mean, this girl's in New York City. Why is she still there? Like, isn't that a terrible place for a libertarian? What's um, going on with Yeah, that? you'd think. Well, they have like a libertarian party there. I guess there's like five of them. Yeah, <laughs> there's at least one kind of major person I know that was like, oh, I am from Staten Island oh, or something. So I just. I just I just windled it. Oh, God. I feel like now I've kind of given it away because there's only like five of them. So, <laughs> and the Libertarian Party. That's <laughs> probably true. I, I don't know any of them except hey, one, and well, he just moved to New Hampshire. Good luck. Uh, well, there's also Larry Sharp. Oh, I mean, yeah. we, we can figure this oh, but, out. That's two out of the five right there. Yeah. Now, well, there's probably only one, one female. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what I was about to remark. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah there's. Yeah, I, I'm, I kind of. Oh, God. I, yeah, I, I pretty joking. much embarrassed myself. So. I, I don't even have to worry about that anymore. I'm no, because she's going to recognize your voice, dude. Well, my my advice didn't... is just if you if you think that it could work, there's nothing to lose, and oh, I don't I think that got, she'll. Oh, I don't think she'll think it's weird or crazy if she likes you back just as much. And yeah, if, if she you likes blew you, her then this before, is sweet, right? This is. If you blew her off before and she's even giving you the chance again, I think that she likes you. All right, there you go. Yo, I, well. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, anyways, um, yeah, so I am, so I'll be up to New Hampshire. Yay, hooray. And uh, Ian, good luck on everything. I I, I love everything you guys do. And Thanks, man. I appreciate I, it. The whole thing just kind of hurts my soul. Thanks, dude. I definitely appreciate you calling, and good luck with the move, and, and thanks for reaching out here tonight. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. By the way, uh, you know, if you've got kids in government school, you got to get them out of there. Uh, one out of five graduates are functionally illiterate. 75% of high school students are unhappy. 63% I'm of them are disengaged. I'm surprised only 75% are unhappy. And according to uh, the CDC, 19% are considering suicide. So maybe it's time to get your kids out of there. 
Uh, you can get your child the same elite education found at Oxford for an affordable price. Thanks to Michael Strong. He's a highly acclaimed and globally known educator and launched an online academy called the Socratic Experience, where students learn through philosophical dialogue and are engaged in a highly social and inspiring learning environment. The Socratic Experience nurtures your child's unique genius. It's a proven school. Their students have gotten into the most prestigious universities and highly selective companies. You can get 20% off your first year's tuition. Just go to SocraticExperience.com slash FTL. That's SocraticExperience.com slash FTL. And that is where you will save that 20%. So NFL games moving over. Apparently, there's a little bit more detail here uh, from Axios. I'm reading for the Utes. What does that mean? The University of Utah, apparently, because I just Googled it. Oh, okay. You're referring to, I think, a chat that somebody made in the chat room? Yeah, because they say I'm a Mormon, so I'm rooting for what the, is the what What is their mascot? Surely they have something that... Well, these are actual Native Americans that Utah uh, is named after, after hmm. but isn't that supposed to be racist? So I, maybe they don't have them, them as their mascot. I don't really know. I don't know either, but I do know this. Google is going to pay two billion dollars a year for this nfl package on youtube and that is up from the roughly 1.5 billion that direct tv currently pays to distribute the game so if i'm reading this correctly it sounds like youtube just took by bidding five or 0.5 billion more over direct tv just snatched the uh, the rights to sunday nfl games from direct tv and it sounds to me like they're gonna have an exclusive deal i it- mean i I, I tend to agree. For $2 billion, it better be exclusive, yeah. right? But I mean, it's sort of, you could already watch most sports games, as I understand it. I don't watch sports, but you could already watch a lot of them on YouTube with some sort of time delay. Well, now you're going to get it live, apparently. Uh, Amazon's already paying $1 billion annually for just the Thursday night games, which they outbid Fox. Fox had $650 million they were paying for those, and Amazon paid a billion for those. So they're literally outbidding the old media networks for all of these sports teams. This is pretty wild. Uh, There's more coming up here in moments. You can join the show at 603-283-6160. Join us. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. We're kicking off the third hour of this program. The phones are open as always. If you want to join us, the number is 603-283-6160 and you can bring up anything you want. Uh, we're not just going to be talking about advertising all night. I think we've hammered that thing enough. We've, we've made our points. Things are changing out there and we're changing Free Talk Live to try to, uh, you know, stick with the times, so to speak. We now have way fewer ads than ever. Uh, eight fewer minutes per hour. It's a good thing as far as I can tell. 24 fewer minutes per show. And that benefits also uh, podcast listeners, by the way. Podcast listeners are going to go from a two-hour-long uh, podcast because, again, you take a three-hour oh. radio show and you cut out all the news breaks and the commercial breaks and you got a two-hour uh, podcast or two-hour archive. Well, now it's going to be a two-hour and 20-some minute archive. Nothing so wrong with more content. You get 20% right? more free talk live. Uh, so we appreciate you guys being out there listening, and uh, of course you can call in about anything that you want. Bonnie, you had a story tonight. It's a good time of the year to do you know recaps of the last year. You've got a nine of the most egregious government Crazy examples of, waste. Yep, government waste in 2022. And where's this, this from? Fee. 
The Foundation for Economic Education. Right. Dot I, org. I don't remember a, you know, these are the dumbest things the government spent money on list from 2021, but I do remember having stuff like $320,000 to Pakistan for gender studies programs and stuff like that included in it. So I look forward to hearing what idiotic things the American government is taxing people in order to pay for. This is your tax dollars at work, people. Is $110 billion to Ukraine on yeah, this list? I was wondering list? because that was like the day, the last day of 2022, I think, or something like well, that. Well, yeah, they passed the $1.7 trillion spending package, which included another $45 billion for Ukraine. Oh, I guess these are just more like things you probably hadn't heard of and weird things. Because number okay. one is, one, using COVID relief funds to construct an 800-room luxury hotel. Whoa, what? that's huge. Oh, it was a it was a FEMA camp, surely. Or a COVID quarantine camp. I forgot they're calling them luxury. This is in the United States? Yeah, this is this is in Florida. Okay. Tell me more. It says Broward County, Florida spent 140 million in COVID-19 relief funds to construct a luxury hotel complete with 30,000 square feet of pool decks, a rooftop bar, and an 11,000-square-foot 11, spa and fitness center. I call BS on what? this one, man. This is this is some corporate hotel or some someone was scratching someone's back in this particular case. There, there's no way to justify it. A, a bar? What, what, what did you say? What kind of bar? A rooftop bar. It, uh, yeah, there's no way to justify that from the point of view of COVID. I mean, but taxpayers don't hold anyone accountable, so maybe Who is so. running this it hotel? Says, it says, surely that's not allowed, you may be thinking, and you'd be right. But the county found a clever workaround. Oh, really? In a board It turns meeting. out it's their brother's hotel. Mm. And, and nobody's going to find out. It says, in a board meeting this past fr- uh, what, February, the money was transferred to the county's general fund and described as a federal payment to cover lost tax revenue. So does that wow. mean that they're like a donor state or something? It means I think it means that the city council didn't, the city taxpayers technically didn't pay for it because mm-hmm. the city took federal money and they shifted it to this fund so the federal government and money's fungible for it money's fungible so they took the federal money in and then they just added it into this general fund and so they figured they could just do whatever they want with it it says the money was then returned from the general fund back to the project money is fungible as they say mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still a little confused about the workaround but I guess they figured that uh, they'd be safe from whatever federal prosecution. But what I want to know is what are they going to – how are they running this? Is this a government-run hotel or did they give the money to you know Hilton or one of these mega I mean, IHG? I huge, huge luxury hotel, 800 rooms. 800 rooms? It, where's Broward County? Like what's there? Do you know? Uh, it's the East Coast. I don't know if it's north of – I think it's north of Miami. I, I don't know sure. anything about Florida. Yeah. It's a noteworthy county, though. Like, it's there's a lot down there. I don't know if it's Fort Myers or not Fort Myers. Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale, maybe. Not yeah. sure. No idea. So it doesn't say anything more about this hotel? Nope. That's it? Okay. 800 rooms. Yeah. And, you know, it's amazing that the city is going to weigh with this because ultimately that hotel is owned by some company or some individual. A government-run making- hotel would be an absolute nightmare. Even the, the Army doesn't have government-run hotels. IHG owns all the Army hotels mm-hmm. and has to deal with them. And, and like Marines have a deal with uh, Marriott. 
Broward breaks ground on 800-room Omni Hotel attached to the Greater Fort Lauderdale, there you go, uh, Broward County Convention Center. It'll be 29 stories high. It'll include a spa, a meeting space, and it be attached to the convention center. So they already had the convention center, which is run by the county. And so, yeah, so this is probably going to be they're going to lease the hotel space out to, you know, IHG or well, Marriott Omni? or, or um, whatever. Omni Hotel, that's not like a specific brand already? I don't know. If, if it I've is, never heard I've of never it. heard of that. Of course, not that I would know what luxury hotel brands are. I certainly would have never stayed the in The Marriott, one. maybe? Is that a luxury um, hotel? No. It says here, Omni is not owned by Hilton. It The hotel is its own entity under Omni Hotels and Resorts. Okay, there you go. That's a resort operator. And so. now they have one in Florida that the government paid for. But, wow. you know... The, to the city, to the taxpayer, they have to know, right, that if they gave the city, you know, $10,000 in taxes that year mm-hmm. and the city used federal money to buy this hotel, surely they're able to make the connection that their tax dollars still paid for this hotel. Yeah, but you're not going to get a free room. No. And, and it is a private company. I don't know if that was clear. It's Omni. A, it's Omni is an American privately held international luxury hotel company based in Dallas, Texas. So basically, kind of like how the taxpayers foot the bill for sports stadiums. That was exactly mm. oh, my yeah. thought. Now you got the taxpayers foot the bill for a luxury hotel at this convention center, which the taxpayers already foot the bill for. And a lot of, by the way, these uh, these city-run convention centers are total government boondoggles. They're empty a lot of the times in some of these big cities. They paid millions upon millions to build these facilities. What even and are then they? So a convention would be kind of like... Uh, like a stadium, like where a rodeo is? No, convention center would be more like uh, what we went to with the Liberty Forum last year, where there's people that come to a hotel okay. and they speak in rooms on certain topics. The Liberty Forum is a what you would call a very small convention. There was maybe 500 people that were attending that convention. A large convention that would happen at a convention center would probably be a twenty to 50,000 person convention, something like Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the thing is, these, these government convention centers are, in a lot of cases, completely mismanaged. They were not built by the market, right? Like, the market was not demanding a convention center. Otherwise, the market would have built the convention center. So a lot of these city-run convention centers are the city just saying, yeah, you know, it'd be a good idea if we had a convention center around here. Let's take the taxpayer money and we'll just blow it all on this convention center. And then, like, one or two conventions per year happen at some of these convention centers. And it's just the taxpayers footing the bill for this space that ultimately is benefiting Comic-Con or whoever else it is that happens to be renting it. So. Well, And they sort of sell it to the taxpayers as something that makes sense. It's going to bring in business. It's going to bring say. in tax revenue yeah. and, you know, well, they say that about the sports centers, too. Right. Well, the sports centers probably do. Yeah, but it's still not fair to the taxpayer. No, none right? of the government's not fair right. to the taxpayer. I Basically, just... you've got then, in that case, in the case of the sports centers, you've got every taxpayer in whatever political jurisdiction paying to benefit the businesses that are right next to the sports center. Yep. Right? And I bet you can't just open your own sports stadium. Oh, hell no. You've got to say, have all kinds of permits. Yeah, to that. say nothing of the traffic. Right. That results mm-hmm. from these things. By the way, free piece of advice. Go into Amazon. Buy yourself one of those one of those little vests, one of the bright orange vests. Yeah. And get when whenever you're at one of these places, put that vest on and go outside and get yourself into the street and tell your wife to come on and you're good to go. Right? What, like, what you just find parking or what's Well, what's no, just whatever do? you need to do. 
uh, if you are trying to get out and you mm-hmm. can't get out because you know the traffic is so bad, you're saying hold the traffic yeah. up. To let, <laughs> yes, I, I thank you. you. That's, I that, that was not conveying. That wasn't thought. clear what the the goal was. Of, of I did this. think you meant finding parking, but but also getting out. You could probably use it for both. You could also try. And I'm not saying you should do this, but you know people respond to people in those uh, those outfits, right? So right. like, what if you just like walked up to cars and said there was like a parking fee? Okay, you're gonna need ten dollars to the. Oh my god! <laughs> well, see, I wasn't trying to get them to do anything. Else. World, just be like, hey, look, we gotta let this truck through, and then you jump back in the passenger seat, and your wife drives off, and you're good to go, right? They did that in Impractical Jokers. There was a guy who stood at the door with a vest, mm, or, yeah, or no, right. it wasn't even a vest; it was a lanyard. It was at a concert, yeah, at right? a concert, and he was yeah. just like five dollars, five dollars. Yeah, it was a free concert, and, and everybody God. gave him five, or so then he would change it up, and somebody else would be ten dollars. So he wasn't even saying you have to pay five dollars; he just says five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, just that's not immoral. That's just taking advantage of. Stupid Stupidity. It's it's not good. I wouldn't do it. Right. But he's not defrauding anyone or lying. He's saying, like, you got to pay $5 to enter. It's just $5, $5, $5. <laughs> this is how, when I went to incarceration in Ohio, though, this yeah. is how we got out of the uh, festival grounds each night so quickly. I had <laughs> one of those a, orange vests on? Yeah. Nice. Uh, we we learned about the idea. We read about it online. We was like, well, we're going to try it. Let's give it a shot. And sure enough, it worked beautifully. These long lines of people waiting to get out. I just jump out of the car. Hold on. <laughs> wave the That's other people awesome. on. And we were oh, my God. 10 minutes. And then you like us. jump right back into the car in front of yeah, everybody. And by, the time, by the time I had to do it again, those people were, were way back else. there. And <laughs> even so, they weren't going to get out of their car. Like, wait a minute. You're not actually working right. here because they didn't know. Sure. Maybe I'm an employee and I need to get up there. Maybe. I mean, it, it was a brilliant idea. Now, if that everyone does it, it won't, it won't work. work. But everyone will never do that. <laughs> right. So get, go to Amazon, get yourself one of those cojones. vests, and you're good to go, man. Oh, it's just like we used to there's put nothing, the... the you, don't, you don't even need cojones to do that, because there's nothing like... It's not illegal. Right. Yeah. Some people just, might be scared, like, ah, oh, somebody's going to know that it's not true and hit me or something. The, the, there's, you're not saying that you're part of the fairgrounds, though. When, when you you're go just to, helping direct yeah, traffic. But you're not even doing that. You're just Suggesting. wearing a vest, yeah. and you're standing in the way of traffic. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome that that worked. All right, let's hear the next one. Number two is using COVID relief funds to purchase luxury cars. The government did. Yep, the U.S. government has spent roughly $4.55 trillion on COVID relief aid, of which... How much? $4.55... I don't know why it doesn't just say $4.5 trillion since mm-hmm. it says roughly. $4.5 trillion on COVID relief aid, of which over $100 billion was stolen or put to fraudulent uses, according to the Secret Service. That sounds about right. Okay. I mean, there, there were no checks and balances whatsoever as to who was going to get the money and who didn't. They were asking yep. for it. Sure. Says, where did all of the fraudulent money go? As it turns out, $31.5 million of, of it was used by four individuals to buy luxury cars such as Porsches, Ferraris, and Lamborghinis. Wait, so I remember hearing about this one. It, yeah, it was four individuals, I think, who kept taking out like payment protection loans or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been prosecuted of that because, again, the government was just handing out money to anyone who could sign on the dotted line. Right. Yeah, they probably didn't make it very clear what would get you in trouble. Mm, well, well presumably knows? you would know, right? But uh, I guess they were operating under the assumption that, oh, you know, I'll just slide under the radar, and probably a lot of them well, did. Well, there was $100 billion of this alleged fraud. What percentage of it's actually being prosecuted? And how Excellent many of the, how many of the hundred billion 
that isn't being prosecuted are the politically connected people, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're going to go after the people that are politically connected, but the ones that know Joe Biden or Donald Trump or whatever, maybe they're going to sneak by. Well, the ones who know Joe Biden and Donald Trump aren't, you know, getting the COVID money to buy luxury cars. They're getting the city to buy them hotels. Mm, that's true. And the, that, and no one's ever going to get prosecuted over that. Nope, not, that, when, it, not when the city did it. No, they did it lawfully and officially. This 800-room right. hotel that costs billions of dollars that now belongs to a private company at your expense. That's crazy. It's the craziest one so They'll far. never be able to... Pro- are, are all of these misappropriations of COVID money? No, the, the next ones are not. All right, let's keep going. Um, so number three is camouflage uniforms that don't blend in. Hmm. The federal government spent $28 million on camouflage uniforms for use in Afghanistan, which didn't match the environment of Afghanistan. You Good had Lord. one job. <laughs> you know, $28 million just seems like chump change right now. I mean, looking at these other stories that we're talking about here with billions upon billions of Trillions dollars. Trillions on the other one. Uh, $369 million in bonds on this uh, this Broward County Hotel, for instance. I mean, $28 million is just like, oh, yeah, whatever. I mean, I mean you're not... It's bad, All but, of these numbers are meaningless compared to the, what, $28 trillion debt now when you hear... No, no, it's 31 now. See? What what difference does $3 trillion make on top of that? I mean, It's just 10%. All of the numbers are... They reach a point where my eyes just glaze over, and there's so many zeros that it's incomprehensible. A million dollars mm-hmm. is virtually incomprehensible to me. A billion is completely incomprehensible and a trillion, a trillion yeah. is so beyond my threshold of understanding that I have no way to conceptualize that number. 31 of those. 31 yeah. of those. Yeah. So, but I have, the, I have a similar issue with the 28 million. I mean, I know it's a lot. Intellectually, yeah. I know it's a lot, but in the, against the $31 trillion, that's not even a drop in the bucket. That's nothing. Literally nothing. What else? Well, I guess they can just redo it for another $28 million sure, to get it's not Afghanistan, their money. right? Yeah, why not? That, that's insane because, like, desert camouflage, didn't that, like, exist prior to Yeah, that's yeah. Iraq. Is it similar? It's a desert, yeah. How could it be any I mean, different? I, I don't know. I, I would have thought there was sand and mountains and yeah. shrubs and stuff. Like, what do they need new camouflage for? They have already they already have urban camouflage. They already have jungle camouflage. They already have desert camouflage. Like, what other... Why do they need a new one? Maybe it's just because somebody wanted a contract. Maybe they bought the jungle camouflage instead of the desert camouflage on accident. Yeah, I wish it specifically said what what it was. That was all it said about that one. See, that's yeah. almost believable for a government mistake. Just to make a screw up. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, we just weren't paying attention and our, our secretary hit desert. I mean, she thought we were invading Venezuela instead of Afghanistan. <laughs> Next. Number four is maintaining 77,000 empty federal buildings. According to the Office of Management and Budget, wow, they have one of those. They do. The federal government spends more than $1.7 billion a year to maintain 77,000 empty buildings. Wow. Part of the problem is that the process for selling these buildings is quite long due to the various regulations involved. That is one of the problems, but this reminds me of... I want to say it was Anatomy of the State by Murray Rothbard. I don't remember exactly which book it was, but it had a point in there that just really stuck with me. That is, when you look at these federal buildings, 
these 77,000 federal buildings, especially the older ones, the mm-hmm. ones that were built in the, the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, you, you can look at it and you can see that this is an institution that really believed in itself. Mm-hmm. This, For better or worse, the people who built those things, they had this grand vision, the, the New Deal era, all of that, of all of these wonderful, great things the government could do, how it could be a force for good. And for the justice and wonderment of all humanity. What a load. Right. But, you know, that that's what their buildings encapsulated. Mm-hmm. But you look at them now, and they're these sterile, cheap, run-down things. Like, compare a federal building built in 2022 to one that was built in 1952, and the difference mm-hmm. is staggering. One is very similar to a church, and the other is as is more like a completely boring mundane without character really okay i've never noticed for sam houston it's actually really really pretty like sometimes i'd be like so happy to be there when i worked at a hotel there just to like what was it fort sam houston in san antonio a lot of it was built like really i don't know how how long ago but a lot of it was really actually really pretty and like spanishy and And it's a government building it's all government stuff but there is empty buildings there Mm. They, they would tell us like well, you know how modern government stuff. buildings are, like like the bathroom that John Stossel talked about in Central Park. I think mm-hmm. it was the two million dollar bathroom, or whatever. yeah, where it was a, it was drab, it was boring, it was mm-hmm. institutional, is the word. I yes, think and that's for. what you get out of federal buildings that are built in the last ten years or so versus the the cathedrals, really, that they were building sixty, mm-hmm. seventy years ago. It is an institution that believed in itself, and it failed to deliver on any of its promises. Yeah. It ran bankrupt. It ran itself into the ground. And all it can do now is it's almost sad yeah. how pathetic the U.S. government is versus what it believed itself to be. Well, I mean, it doesn't believe anything. There are right. people who are involved. But the 77,000 buildings, they're just sitting there. It's actually shocking it's that low, like be, having lived on multiple military bases, mm-hmm. like Dugway Proving Ground, that's got like 20 empty... I mean, it's got more than that if you could include the houses that are empty. Hmm. I doubt they're including the houses. I so. don't know. That's a good question. Uh, is there anything else about that one? No. Okay. Number five is subsidizing the free New York Staten Island Ferry. The Staten Island Ferry is The federal free. government is subsidizing it? Or is this just like local government stories? Well, too? the Florida one was a local government, so... Yeah, but well, it was taking federal money. Okay, yeah. It says, it's free. If, of course, by free, I mean... Oh, I, of course, by free mean funded by taxpayers. Though New York City picks up most of the tab, the federal government often chips in money as well. And this year, federal taxpayers contributed a general $70 million to this venture. What, what wow. does this ferry do at Staten Island? Uh, presumably, it takes people from one point to another. Like Staten uh, I, mean, I assume to... that, but like... <laughs> It, I don't know is it necessary? It seems well, like something that if it's necessary, you could... Then someone would pay for it right. if it was necessary. I'm, I'm assuming it's not. It's like the, is this the ferry that goes to visit the Statue of Liberty or whatever? I don't think that's Staten Island. That's Manhattan, isn't it? I don't know it? anything about New York City. Like, I've never been interested. Like As a kid, I was never like, one day I want to go... I, I was always like, why would I want to go there instead of Los Angeles? Like I don't know. I, I wasn't interested in cold, northern, uh, you know concrete mm-hmm. you know yeah i have been to manhattan we went to the talkers conventions there for many years and i've definitely been at one of those ferry points and 
I don't think it has anything to do with Staten Island. But then again, I don't even know where Staten Island is. So. <laughs> I just know the impractical jokers are from there. Yeah, that's the only thing I know about Staten Island is what I learned from watching that show where <laughs> they say it's like the fifth borough of New York and no one ever calls it that or something like that. So It sounds like it's just sort of a tour. The Staten Island Ferry is a passenger ferry route operated by blah, 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 blah. It runs 5.2 miles through New York Harbor. And I, sounds awful. I looked up, you know, what is it? And I didn't get much so information. So basically some company, whatever the company is that's running this ferry, is getting a sweetheart deal from the city of uh, Staten Island. And apparently the government. And the federal government. No, the city of New to, York City. Yeah, and then, but also the federal government, right? Yeah, both. Yeah, so they're just lining their pockets running this thing. It's crazy. Now, if it was a really nice tour, then... Charge ten dollars for it or twenty dollars for it. Does it need seventy million a year? No, of course That's it doesn't crazy. need that. But can they get it? Yeah, apparently they can. Well, you got to remember the ferry captain is union and he's going to make yeah, eighty thousand sure. dollars a year. And the person selling the tickets that are free right. is union, and they, they can't fire him even though the tickets are free. <laughs> right. Well, you still need to have tickets. Right. Then that's a hundred thousand a year. They're printing them out on a dot matrix printer. <laughs> from 1980. They've never upgraded. Got a little Game Boy printer in the back. Uh, all right, there's more coming up here. The number is 603-283-6160. You want to weigh in on government boondoggles, you can join us. Yeah! It is Free Talk Live. And this hour of the show brought to you by Bullion Max. No inflation is a big problem. The Federal Reserve continuing to print money out, which we mentioned $31 trillion in debt. And now with a $1.7 trillion quote-unquote omnibus spending bill passing, it's just, it isn't going to slow down. Uh, so what do you do about it? Well, Aria is holding up the, uh, the new silverback, which is a gorgeous collector's item. Uh, that you can get through bullionmax.com. Go to bullionmax.com slash FTL, and you can grab your silver starter kit there. It gives you five ounces of silver from the world's most popular mints, and you get a free gold back. Now, there is actually another one, another uh, silver starter kit that they have that does give you a silver back, but it's actually a little Ooh. more expensive. It, it actually is costs it? a little bit more. Okay, but uh, the previous one, you can only get one per household. That's correct. So I can't do it again. Can yeah. I do this one? That's an I'm, excellent I'm, question. I'm getting a free silverback anyway. Never mind, because yeah. I won the drawing. You entered their drawing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Every one of us won, as I understand it. But I think you're right. Uh, though some I people apparently, yes, yeah, some people we know didn't. Didn't win. So we just really? all three yeah. got pretty lucky. I, yeah. I, I got really lucky because I only entered once. I entered as many times as I humanly could. They've got. <laughs> they're really cool looking. There's no doubt about it. And that's that's just one of the myriad of really cool gold and silver products they have some of the most stable assets in recorded history it's a great alternative to just holding dollars go to bullionmax.com slash ftl and you get your precious metal shipped fully insured directly to your home it's fast easy and we thank bullion max for being on here as uh, this hour's sponsor here on free talk live bonnie is sharing with us a a list of nine different Government boondoggles that happened in 2022, and we're through, what, five of them? Yeah, we're on number six. All right. Number six is boosting the Tanzania travel sector during COVID-19. Good Lord, that sounds like the government. Where is Tanzania? No, not Tanzania. Tanzania. 
What the hell is that? Dang, I, I don't know. Like, not, how do you not, say it? Is that Australia or is it Africa? It's T-U-N-I-S-I-A. Oh, Tunisia, I think. I, I still Tunisia. don't know where it is, and I, I think it's stupid that the oh, yeah, American government is spending money on that. It is in Africa, the northernmost country in Africa. And it's just like their travel sector, like, doesn't seem like, you know, humanitarian, really important. I don't know. No, but I'm sure they justified it. Oh, well, I mean, people are coming here from Tunisia or Tunisia or however the hell it's pronounced. And we have to help them get COVID-19 ready or they're going to bring COVID-19 here. So we have to give them this money so they can modernize their, their traveling whatever. So what's the story? In early 2022, the federal government spent $50 million on a visit Tunisia. Wait, how do you say it? Tunisia? I think it's Tunisia, but I could be wrong. I, I don't live there. Tunisia. So a visit Tunisia initiative meant to boost travel to the country. Tunisia's tourism sector generated over $1 billion in 2019, but apparently it still needs help. Oh, no, they can't spend their own billion dollars. They have to spend American taxpayer money on this. Why is the U.S. government... Giving money to help people build up their tourism industry in the first place. There was no COVID nineteen explanation either. Like you no, had which thought thank, it might thank happen. God there wasn't. No, this just sounds like plain old foreign aid. I mean, they they give away billions of dollars to other countries' governments all over the world. So this is just another example. Of but that. look, I probably I I would bet because that I don't support the Tunisia government and the things that they do. You mean and the you policies don't knowingly that, support? Them? No, I don't. I don't. Agree. I don't support the things that they're doing. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. I, I'm yeah, willing government. to bet that they're anti-LGBTQ. Mm, and, chance of it, and they're oppressive, and they're not pro-freedom, and they're not pro-freedom of choice, and freedom of speech, and freedom of everything else that I love so much. And yet, my tax dollars, I'm being robbed to pay for this. Well, maybe we'll pay for their gender studies soon. It is. Like, I'm a, I oppose to that too. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is 99% Islamic. There, so yeah, good chance you're right chance. about your your, production, your prediction. Well, number seven is something I definitely want the federal government spending my tax dollars on. It's injecting six-month-old beagle puppies with cocaine. Is this uh, <sighs> Dr. Fauci again? No, I thought it would be. It says, according to a report from... No, Dr. Fauci was letting flies eat the heads of living beagle puppies. So that's a lot worse. This one... Okay, yeah, that is worse. According to a report it, from... It's incomprehensibly evil. Yeah. It's terrible. It, it, it was so traumatic to the people doing the studies that they severed the vocal cords of the dogs so, so they, they didn't couldn't have to hear, hear them. Can yeah. you imagine how no. evil you have to be to, to design and execute this experiment where you're watching sand flies eat a dog alive no, it's and, it's like, and you just study it? I, I hate to be like... It, like sad i mean you know cold towards any animal dying but it's a beagle puppy it's not you know it's not just like how who what kind of person you have to be like maybe i could see you being like it's just a vole like i couldn't do that i don't know what a vole is just like a ugly little gopher thing hmm. well you know, i suppose doing this to any sort of animal it, if agree. a human was a lot of people are like well we need the medical advance for whatever okay then put your own life on the line all right it, but what about mosquitoes I swap mosquitoes, but I recognize that it's it's, it's screwed up. I mean, <laughs> no, it is, and I, I mean, you laugh, but realistically, in my worldview, it's it's just as immoral for me to swat a mosquito mosquito as it is for me to hit a human being. I think it's just as immoral to like test on any animal, but I just think you have to be even freaking crazier and more psychopathic to do this to a beagle puppy. 
They're so cute. <laughs> well, I mean, definitely people respond stronger when there's cuteness, a cute factor uh, involved here. And mosquitoes certainly are not cute. So, like, I don't feel bad when uh, I hear about them testing, like, the new laser thing that they tested a few years ago that can auto-target uh, mosquitoes based on the the frequency of the flappings of their wings. And I don't wow. feel bad for it either, but yeah. I recognize that if I'm to be consistent in my worldview, then I have to recognize that it's no better to do it to mosquitoes than it would be to do it to cats. Do mosquitoes feel pain? I'm sure they do. At least if it's swatted, it probably just dies instantly. But but we're actually talking about something that happened in like 2020 with Fauci, what, mm-hmm. what this one was with the injecting them with cocaine, says, according to a report from White Coat Waste, the NIH... Uh, I don't same know, group. That's, that's the Fauci. same ones, yeah. Well, yeah, the NIH is Fauci, and White Coat Waste is the ones that, uh, that revealed the, hmm. uh, the other story, if I recall correctly. Well, they apparently recently spent $2.3 million injecting puppies with cocaine for research. What kind of research? That's all that they one tells tell you. you. They don't tell you. I mean, there are worse things they could do to dogs, as you point out, Bonnie, than giving getting them high. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not. I'm still, a, I'm still not a fan. Well, right, and there's some company out there that is raising these puppies for the purpose of selling them to the NIH, whatever the hell they stand for, National Institute. Oh, that's of true. Health. That's a good point. Like, yeah. what kind of? I wonder if they know the full extent of what NIH is going to do. I don't know, but they know that... How could someone do this? They've got to know by now. At some point, some human being has to be like, oh, this is such a cute puppy. I'm going to give it to the government. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, even if you didn't know at the time, you must know by now, right? Like, you must have heard at some point, if you're in the business of selling puppies for scientific experimentation, certainly at some point it came across your desk that... The very same types of puppies you've been selling to the NIH have been being used in horrific, like Dr. Mengele kind of like freaky, Nazi level, creepy experiments. And then you would have to realize that you're probably the only company that sells these puppies. So like if you didn't know what they were using them for at at the time you cut the deal, you sure as hell found out about it at some point and you're still selling it to them. Well, I mean, it's the government. If they had to, they would just go to the animal shelters throughout the United States. And and that that's... I wonder why it has to be beagles. That's so weird. That is weird. I don't know. Number eight is pretty simple. I just hope it's not about tortured animals. Mm. Nope. It's constructing a Gandhi museum in Houston that costs $3 million. Again, chump change. I mean, that seems like a deal. A museum to Gandhi? Yeah. yeah. In Houston? Yeah. Texas? Yeah. And the Not, federal government's involved in this? Uh, yeah. Okay. They didn't even have the sense to build it in, like, India? I don't know. It sounds kind of more interesting out of all the ones that they've had so far. I would probably it's go to It's the least it. offensive, Yeah, I the would least say. offensive. Ian hates museums, though. I mean, most of them are pretty boring. But what else do we need to know about it? That's all it says about that one. But number nine is more interesting. It says... The federal government spent money in 2022 researching if Thanos could snap his fingers <laughs> wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> what? How much money did they spend on this? It doesn't matter how much money it's, they spent on it. It's in the millions. It's got to be in the millions. It says researchers at, a Georgia, at Georgia Tech recently got a grant for $118,971 oh, to study whether a real-life Thanos could actually snap his fingers while wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. That's so stupid. So you haven't seen the movies, and I've heard these stupid words. Either, yeah. 
I've never seen one of these movies, but I've They're heard not of bad. the Infinity Gauntlet. So, some kind of them of are like not bad. Similar though, like don't they follow kind of similar structures? Well, I mean, all movies kind of do, <laughs> where, well, where they have predictable arcs, and yeah. here comes the conflict, and here comes the love interest conflict, sure. and but so, doesn't mean a lot of them were really good. The, the all the movies were Robert Downey Jr. The, the Iron Man movies and most of the Avenger movies were really really good. I guess I've seen Iron Man. I forgot about that. But it was so long ago. I skipped a lot of them. Like two years ago, whenever it was, um, Mark advised me to actually watch them. So I looked it up online to see the proper order to watch them. And I skipped a lot of them that didn't seem interesting, like Guardians of the Galaxy and like Ant-Man and Wasp or whatever. Mm. But to my surprise, the ones that I did watch were almost all really, really good. Did you watch any of the ones with uh, the Groot character? That thing, no, that's Guardians of the Galaxy. That's and, what makes me not want to watch these. No, that that one did not. I started to watch that one in like ten minutes into. It. I was, I just, I didn't care anything about the characters. They didn't seem very interesting. Uh, what's that green chick's name? Uh, Gamora. No, I've never seen it. Gamora was super hot, but is not, it Scarlett Johansson? No, she oh. she played um, another character, Black Widow. Oh. But Gamora was hot, but not nearly enough to keep me interested in watching the show. <laughs> I, I just, I've seen only commercials. Like, there was a commercial for it when we went to go see Avatar the other day. And it seriously just gets me irritated every time I see the Groot character. Even the raccoon's not very interesting. Like, there's a better talking raccoon in the Narnia series. See, the raccoon, that would have that would have gotten me to watch it if I hadn't already been bored. Like, it, if hmm. it had started with the cute raccoon, but the raccoon had, hadn't enough. even appeared at that point. Like, 10 minutes into the movie, still no raccoon. So I didn't <laughs> even know there was a raccoon in it. But if they had started with that, I probably would have watched the whole thing. So I'm looking here at the uh, Gandhi Museum in Houston. It's called the Eternal Gandhi Museum. And it apparently doesn't exist yet, so they have not yet constructed it. They have raised... Uh, millions of dollars. The three million that you mentioned, Bonnie, was a portion of the total that they have here. It looks like they've got about thirteen million. But three million is just from the federal government or something? Uh, from the quote-unquote community funding project, which I think is code a code name for something that came from Congressman Al Green and the U.S. House Appropriations Committee. So yeah, it came from the federal government, and it's the largest chunk of the thirteen million. I guess they're targeting thirteen million as their goal. And they've raised um, 1.2 million from donors, 1.1 million from trustees, the 0.75 million from the Houston Endowment, and then there's some other smaller foundations and and such. I so, really need to know why they're putting a Gandhi museum in, in Houston? Houston, Texas. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, it's, Next, are they going to put a a Mussolini museum in? <laughs> Even in a, Sarasota, Florida? Well, yeah, it even admits here in the first uh, paragraph on their executive summary about this museum, it says, Mahatma Gandhi is an international icon for human rights, justice, and equality whose personal dedication to... Well, not for people who were black. There were some people he didn't like. Yeah, that's true. Uh, ironically, they have a quote from Martin Luther King prior to this, but uh, of course they do. Whose personal dedication to nonviolent conflict resolution enabled the people of the Indian subcontinent to achieve independence, although he never stepped on U.S. soil. Well, I mean, these are <laughs> the same cont- people that don't want Texas to gain independence. I wonder if the Eternal Gandhi Museum will outlive the Perpetual Union when oh, Texas that's a good leaves. Question. 
I will say that I admire many characteristics of Mahatma Gandhi, mm-hmm. especially oh, yeah, I do. Me too. The, the peacefulness and the peaceful so, civil the disobedience. disobedience. Absolutely yeah. admirable. Epic, Epic level. And I, I don't expect people I admire to be perfect, certainly. I, okay, so yes, he was racist. A lot of people have flaws, and a lot of people yep. from the 40s and the 50s are going to have been racist. And we can find things to appreciate about, uh, appreciate about him. But that's like, all the more reason not to put people on pedestals and dedicate museums to them. I like Bitcoin Gandhi a lot more. Well, now, it's ironic, though, that oh, you're talking about Dave Ridley, who's a friend of the show, who actually sort of donned the Gandhi uniform or his toga or whatever it is that, that he wore and walked from Keene, New Hampshire to the federal court building for in For like 23 Concord. days or something. Yeah, for a long period of Just time. Just lived well, outside. hardcore, man. Like yeah. walked to Concord. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, Thank you again for the support, Dave. It is ironic that the federal government would give money to a Gandhi museum where they say that the museum's message is a transformative one. Quote, through practice of nonviolent conflict resolution, visitors can be catalysts for change in their own lives and communities. So Mm, no uh, comment. I suspect the federal government doesn't actually support civil disobedience because they will arrest your ass for it if you try it on their property. But here they are giving $3 million to uh, a museum about it. Well, they, they, they pay lip service to the ideas of freedom and accountability, yeah. and they don't, they don't support those things. Nope. When Bitcoin Gandhi got to Concord, his idea was, to, in support of the Crypto 6, uh, just to spread the idea, because he went around with a big Free the Crypto 6 sign the whole time, just on the side of the road. Gandhi walking down the side of the road in New Hampshire with a big crypto, free the Crypto 6 uh, sign. Remarkable well, piece of activism. Mm-hmm. When he got there, he handed Joe, the marshal, a the piece head of paper. Of the court building, yeah. Yeah, the court, federal courthouse building in Concord. Um, a piece of paper that had like his, you know, re- not rebuttal, but his uh, rebuking of the federal government for the arrest of the Crypto 6. Mm-hmm. And uh, the. It was a. Uh, it was a handbill or something like yeah. that was a terminology. And I never really understood exactly what that was. It's it, illegal to distribute handbills on federal property. And what, and what is a handbill? A flyer. Yeah, just any flyer. But okay. he got arrested for that in 2006. And right. Joe started telling Bitcoin Gandhi right in front of me. I was there to record. Um, well, that's not actually legal. And he was like, really? Because you arrested me for it in 2006. And it was just silent for a second. And I said to Joe, I was like, it's okay. We don't expect you to know all your own laws. And he was pissed. And yeah. he's still pissed every time he sees me. When you say you, he didn't mean Joe himself. He meant the Federal Protective Service who arrested Yeah, yeah. He didn't get arrested oh, see, I by assumed Joe. you meant Joe. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't put that past him either. I don't think Joe was around at that at that time. I could be wrong about that, but... Anyway, um, let's go to the phones here. we got David on the line in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, advertising. So since you're radio professionals, I would like to ask you um, why, if the purpose of a radio ad, and I'm I'm not so much talking about Free Talk Live radio content. I'm talking about radio everywhere, your generic radio. If the mission of radio ads is to get people to listen and to understand and to be interested why are radio ads pr- produced almost universally in various ways uh, annoying fashions that drive you away and you can't stand to even listen to the ad give me I an example agree. give me an example what are you talking about any think of any radio ad i mean well here's the example. the word the 
Yeah, well, all of them, but the worst of the worst would be would be um, auto sales. Okay. Um, yeah, they get a little loud and obnoxious during car commercials in a lot of cases. Sure. Yeah, that, that's cartoonish. There, another one that's more subtle is there, there, there's been a trend in the last, I don't know, like uh, five to ten years of using female voices that I don't know if they think that they're attractive to men, and I, and I certainly don't know what they think that these female voices do for women, um, but they're childlike, a little bit of vocal fry, um, uh, and and and, and they all sound they all sound similar. If you if you listen to them, I don't know if you've noticed. Is your issue that women are doing commercials? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, well, then what women is it? Did, women did commercials previous to ten years ago as well. I, I know. I, I I'm just trying to figure out what exactly about the women you find annoying at this point. The manner in which they speak, and if it doesn't, if if you don't pick up on it, then um, then you're lucky, uh, and you'll probably have to focus in order to listen to see if you can uh, li- hear similarities between different female uh, voice actors in different ads uh, and find the similarity because there's there's a kind of a uniformity, uh, and it's like, and it's it's got to be done intentionally intentionally unless. They're just putting um, contemporary voice actors on, and they happen to be of the same uh, time period in which we're living, and therefore yeah, they pe- all places to sound like each other. I mean, radio has always, not just radio, but radio and TV has always had like some weird radio voice, reporter voice. Maybe it's kind of a you yeah. know an industry standard, but I could see it being annoying. But I don't listen to I think as much I, radio as you. Yeah, I think I know what David's talking about here with the vocal fry. It's not. An easy thing to kind of is it like uh, Caroline? Explain Caroline from SBF. She purposely would talk like way deeper than she obviously like naturally talked. Yeah. I've never heard the term vocal fry at all. Like Alex Jones, he's like Argh! at the end of his words, it's like he's like, "Come by my radio." Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's like it's like somebody is that what vocal fry is? It's, it's it's like somebody who's not talking with the full strength of their voice and they kind of get real weak kind of isn't that what yeah. vocal fry is yeah you're not speak i think what causes it is you're not speaking in your normal tonal range you're lowering it slightly and mm-hmm. your vocal cords weren't designed for you to be at that lower level and therefore it's you get this they call it fry and mm-hmm. it's the it's the you can actually hear the individual um, uh, vibrations of the vocal cords because yeah. they're, yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've, I've only heard this term in the last probably year or so of my life as well. And I'm, you know, I'm in the business, but, uh, but maybe it's a newer term, or maybe just I just happened to hear about it recently. But I, I, yeah, I think I knew what you're talking about, David. It's sort of like a pan, like almost a. Um, there's a certain word that I was just thinking of, not 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 quite pandering, um, sort of mentality, but. I don't know. Uh, the commercial. Oh, we. You know, we talked this whole time about commercials, and we never got into the annoying COVID nineteen commercials that were like Taco Bell is with you right now. Oh, Dur- yeah. We're, we're all, all in this, this together. together. Oh, that was yeah, the worst time in man. history mankind has ever lived in. <laughs> was well, just those I commercials. <laughs> I was fortunate not to watch any real television during that. The only time I watched television was like briefly at Rogers mm-hmm. Campground during Fork Fest when I was trying to fall asleep or something, and I was stunned. By how ubiquitous COVID nineteen messaging was in oh, it was every nonstop, single commercial, nonstop. It's amazing that 
the average American didn't completely lose their mind they did. during this. They did. Not, not to the extent that I would have expected from having this mm. nonsense bombarding them 24-7 from every single direction. I think patronizing is the word I was looking for. That's the kind of the, yeah. the voice type. Anything else, David? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I just the, the the single sentence question is, you know, why, if you want to attract me, do you produce an ad that drives me away instead because I can't stand to listen to the ad you produce? And I'm not talking about you, Free Talk Live. Oh, thanks, David. Radio. I appreciate it, man. I'm sure there are a lot of people that feel that way as well. Let me go to this caller here. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, who is this? This is Bob from West Virginia. Bob. I just wanted to point out. Yes, sir. Go ahead. That the, the the Ukraine war was actually created by the United States. I believe it. You think they now, put me, Putin me, up to the invasion? The whole, the context of what, what we basically did was we overthrew the Viktor Yanukovych government mm-hmm. who made an agreement with Russia. The Russians had, uh, they outbid the EU for the Ukraine for, for example, their gas and oil. And they have a the reason why is you see the Ukraine has a lower per capita income than Cuba, where the Russians offered to give the Ukraine fifteen billion dollars in incentives, such as buying the Ukrainian gas and oil, expanding the size of the gas and oil workforce in Ukraine, and lifting Ukrainian workers out of poverty. Also in the deal is to allow the Russian Navy to continue porting their fleet in the Black Sea off the Crimean Peninsula, which the Ukraine. Ukrainian people agreed with in 1993 on the flip side. Well, there is no doubt that, you know, U.S. intervention throughout the world is largely the cause of strife around the globe. And there's no doubt that the United States assisted in the overthrowing of the previous Ukrainian government and the installation of Volodymyr Zelensky, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that? That's that's true from what I've seen. Well, I I was getting there. Yeah. Uh, the Russian, there was, there were in no way threatening to invade Crimea where the Black Sea fleet was moored nor were the Russians even considering the invasion of Eastern Ukraine. Bob, uh, it's an interesting call. I wish we had more time for you, but uh, we, you called right at the end of the show, so feel free to get into it deeper tomorrow night. Call us a little earlier. We'll be happy to have that conversation with you. And I do want to say thank you to uh, Brittany Martell, who's a Free Talk Live supporter on our AMPS program. You can join her over at amps.freetalklive.com for as little as 5 bucks a month to help us continue doing Free Talk Live as wide and as far as we can. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime. Hey, you are going to love the movie Victimless Crime Spree. It's hilarious, heartwarming, and carries a ton of inspiring freedom messages. Feeling down about the lack of liberty in your life? You need to put on this film with some friends and have a good laugh. It's a true story about me and my friends in New Hampshire living free, singing, dancing, and getting arrested. Of course, it's all on video, and the bad guys, the cops, judges, bailiffs, and sheriffs, they all play their part like it's out of a movie or something. You would think we scripted the whole thing, but it's real life. Go ahead and have a watch, and if it's been a while, have another look. I guarantee you'll notice things now that you didn't notice before. And the best part is that you're going to walk away feeling a renewed sense of your own power. You are the master of your destiny, and you will be free in your lifetime. Victimless Crime Spree.